1: Do I start with welcome? Welcome. Well, clap.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yo, you're really thrown up.
1: Welcome Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick.
2: I'm Bob. I'm Tom.
3: Patrick and joining us today. today? Oh, that (laughs) would see. I was gonna see. I was ready for it, but then you know, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) No, Isaac's prepared. Patrick's not.
1: Okay. I thought, I thought
3: you were going to hit me with some fucking,
1: uh, and Cutest. today is, Yeah. well, I should have, but I never know. L- listen, just, just say your name for the people. Uh, my name's Isaac. Hello What's up, everyone. Isaac?
2: Okay. Old friend. Yo, repeat guest. We, we've had a few, but it's very nice to have you back on buddy.
3: Three years. Thank you guys for having me. That's crazy. Whoa. Three years is, ago. Yeah. That's fantastic.
1: Well, Isaac, what, what did we miss?
3: Anything happened um, with you guys in the last three? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say uh, <laughs> the last year's been crazy. Let me tell you. So. <laughs> <laughs> How crazy was it? Yeah. So- Hold on. Let,
1: I want to get into all that with Isaac. Let's let, let's do a couple ad reads before that.
2: Oh, strong transition. We are going to talk about our friends' closed casket activities. And guys, do you know what we have today?
1: What do we I got? Not-
2: we have a brand new record coming out. Announcement's coming. Um, the announcement's coming out today, but those of you who are listening to this, let's say before, I don't know, noon, 10 o'clock, I don't know, Eastern time, uh, we're getting to do the pre-announcement, which is cool as hell. Uh, Closed Casket Activities is releasing a new full-length by our homies and yours, Regional Justice Center. The LP is called Crime and Punishment. Uh I believe starting today, two singles are going to stream off the record. The song's Absence and the song Inhuman Joy. Uh, Album's getting announced and pre-orders are going up today. But yo, Pat, what do we got? Do we got, you got that master in your hands?
1: I got that master.
2: Let's just throw him up. Let's Let's play it right now. Let's go.
1: You sure? Is it all right? It's all right. Done.
4: We know a guy.
2: Big music episode. We're, we're debuting tracks all over. We should just stop. We should do like midstream stops where it's like, oh, yo, let's play a song by this band. Boom. Maybe we'll do that next episode. Um, it's
4: a good idea Like when you play music during the show. Yeah. And then like you talk about the music. <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, That's weird. Idea. I don't know where you can come up with that. Yeah, it's I don't know. Up. Sometimes, so, man.
2: It just strikes you out of nowhere. Yeah. Regional Justice Center, Crime and Punishment record comes out March 5th. You can go pre-order it now closecastactivities.com. Tom, who are you going to let you're going to let them know who sent you? Extra grind. Boom boom. Patrick, we are going to talk about some of our old friends and that label is
1: That's Deathwish Inc of formerly Salem now Beverly. Beverly. I've always it's been Beverly
4: song. for so long.
1: Like, yeah, I know. I know. I like so to long. I like to appear real OG though.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like the Rev tape with the with the Connecticut. Uh, yeah, the New Haven yeah. uh address. Got it. Tom, I think you had a pick for us, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, so, um Deathwish is an exclusive uh distributor of, of Safe Inside Records. Um and Safe Inside is putting out this record um by a band called Spirit World. The record's mm-hmm. called Pagan Rhythms. Yes. Um they're oh, out man. of Las Vegas. Dude, uh Max Vic sent this to me and I was fucking blown away. And this was a – I think this is a perfect – I was actually going to bring this up during the episode. Mm. This is a perfect, like, case study in, like – all right, so I went into – Max sends this to me. I assume it's coming from Max. Probably, like, death metal. Okay. Right? You know. So he sent it to me, and I'm listening to this, and I was like, I don't know anything about the folks in this band. This literally could go either way. If this is a bunch of dudes and like one of them's wearing a fucking chain of strength shirt, this is probably a hardcore band. But if this is like a bunch of Hessians from the desert, completely different band. Mm. And this What's band, this it's hat? super. It's kind of it, they're called Spirit World, one word, Pagan Rhythms. It's kind of like death metally with Dwid singing. Oh,
2: yeah, yo, it's it's very dynamic. Um, Good I mosh. Actually, yes, totally agree. Really interesting. Kind of has a few different elements to it. I didn't know that this was coming out. Um, I haven't been paying attention, but but very cool. Psyched on that matchup. Safe yeah, inside Records. records yep. Distributed through Death Wish Inc. Uh, Tom, we're going to go to deathwishinc.com. You're going to let them know that what podcast sent you? The only hardcore podcast, Extra Grind. Boom, boom. Uh, big thank you to our other two sponsors, Run for Cover Records to Live a Lie. Please go support them as well. Let them know Extra Grind sent you. Here we go, yo! What's poppin', guys? I- Isaac, again, thank you for joining us. Um, let's see. You told us you got a special present for for Christmas. Uh, I hope you're feeling better. Everything's
3: good. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm actually all good. I'm. Uh, I was one of the the lucky ones. Yeah, you know, so to say. So uh, I mean it's fake though, so right, so you're good, right? It's, I mean, judging by what what the, that's the thing that sucks is that judging by what I felt it it is fake, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely not. It's real, and that sucks. Uh, I had it. So whole well, fam got it. So oh wow, we're
2: glad oh wow. Well, we're glad you're okay. Glad your your fam's all safe. Everybody's good. Everyone,
3: Everyone is good. Everyone's all, right, all
2: cool. safe. Patrick. Patrick, you there?
1: I'm here. I'm here, yes.
2: You got, you got any poop stories for this week or we, we poop free?
1: No, zero on the poop. Uh, I am watching my shoes a great deal when I walk into the house, though, because I'm very in the zone when I'm walking. And it mm-hmm. occurred to me that I I probably do. So uh, people in LA are uh, absolute animals with the letting their dog shit on the sidewalk. Nobody respects the, si- the sidewalk at all. <laughs> but it so, doesn't yeah. happen in New York. It, it, well, nobody walks here right so like it, it,
4: the sanctity like a, of the street is not the same it's
1: total, yeah total disregard so uh there's more doo-doo than uh th- than you would hope and uh i have to be i have to be watchful but uh no i don't think i have any uh any good stories going on i saw some parrots the other day and uh
2: they made you so I, happy this
1: might seem this might seem weird.
2: story yeah we, we don't regurgitate your instagram stories here Let's just do an ad. Instagram stories, follow at at (laughs) self-defense and watch his stories. They're so good. When you watch – Tom, when I watch them, I'm watching. I'm looking at the time and I'm like, oh, this is like now. I'm like, yo, is this dude so bored? Should I just call him? Like what's going on here?
4: Yeah, like do like a kind of check-in. You know, be like, oh, you know, fill him in on the news since he definitely missed it because he's like trying to run around – dog pies, you know, like <laughs> he missed an insurrection and probably missed the inauguration today because of duty. Slept through it. Your baby.
0: You slept uh, through it. Actually,
1: no, I, I don't think I had slept through it, but I definitely was, I must've, I definitely was not aware of it until it was over. So <laughs> I, uh, yes, I did manage to, uh, uh, uh this is the second time in the, the past two weeks that I have uh, not been witness to history.
4: So you put that, did you put the second bedroom bedroom up on Craigslist yet or Mm. Yeah. Now, the, the w- Wilson watched Twenty Twenty One.
1: Yeah, he says he's coming back on Sunday, and I told him that means that I'll lose the the betting pool because I I don't have him coming back until he visits with his family in ten years.
2: <laughs> 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 brings Eric Junior in and is like, oh yeah, still paying yeah. rent. Oh wait, I've
1: been paying rent on this place for the last decade.
2: Um, uh, yo, uh, Isaac, Tom, especially Pat as well have you because of the state of the world address motherfucker yeah um have you had any like maybe closer to home than you'd like but they're not totally in your circle but like basically a business that's local to 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 where i live the jersey shore um you know some fucking barbershop this dude's spouting off the crazy juice the crazy juice as as much as like at 3 30 this afternoon tweet uh post on his instagram story uh the corporation of the united states has been dissolved biden is president of nothing military and fema have control until march 4th insurrection act was signed thus no president you will learn this shortly american flag emoji
4: is that um, a certain uh barbershop in asbury park it is yo Fuck this motherfucker! Yo, I'll say it, Swagger and, and Blake. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking
2: <laughs> loser, <laughs> fucking yeah. loser. Yeah. But yo, I wanted to ask, what like what should be done? This this like have you had at any of the three of you have you had the like complete nonsense shit come too close to your sphere
4: and you just like like it feels like someone shit their pants and they're sitting next to you, you know? Like, morons, I know online that are like yeah. embarrassing, but yeah. like. You know, this is actually a, probably the best question. I mean, Isaac living in Louisville, Louisville's pretty progressive, but around him's probably not.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's that's what uh that's that's the kind of crazy thing is that for being in the Midwest, which is, you know, what you kind of, you know, I'm sure a lot of people think Trump person yeah. when they think of the Midwest. Louisville uh, Louisville's actually a, a pretty progressive city. Yeah. Um,
2: As, as, as a, a legendary band said, it's not in the city, it's around the outside.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah. So to be honest, I never see that, you know, that shit hit too close to home for me. And, and if people are that way, it really, it doesn't get kind of put, you know, isn't put on social media like that. You know, most of, most of my friend group and what's around social media, um, you know, for the people that live in Louisville is, is almost all just like, thank God that this fucking, that this orange fuck is, out of office. <laughs> like, thank Christ, you know, and, and not only that, but even, um even uh all the movements that were occurring, you know, earlier this year, because the, you know, the, the Breonna Taylor stuff all happened in Louisville. Yeah, so, yeah, right. um, you know, there was a, there was a huge movement in louisville a lot of protests going on so if anything um you know most of the stuff that i see is very much you know as happy as you can be that uh that biden is you know finally here Fuck and yeah. trump is out of office you know yeah
4: i mean we talked about that over the summer like big shout outs to all the folks in louisville yeah you know represent. that were out there every night man just fucking yeah. pushing represent. and it's it was it was it was awesome to see um i don't have any yeah, I don't. Thankfully, yeah, I don't have any fucking coach. companies that are like, bro. They sign the act. Like what? Like that's be like if you can be like sour grapes and be like upset that you're your guy whatever the fuck like that's whatever. But to kind of be like, where are you making this stuff up from? Like, oh, it's so outrageous. And like, like if no, this was like a stupid. If the, if you were saying this in, in like a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> they call you delusional. Like you'd have a diagnosis. Yeah. Like this is beyond the pale of just kind of being like, this is fucked up. They even, even like the idiots that keep pushing the whole, like, you know, they threw away ballots. Like that's at least somewhat based in reality.
1: Mm. Not a real reality, so, no.
4: but it's like, it's feasible in a tangible <laughs> world, you know,
1: physically happen in the world.
4: <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Some of
1: the things that they're proposing, which can't, um, yeah, I think I've told you fella's this story. The one time that I uh j- jokingly in like a young person way confirmed somebody's delusions and it uh, almost got me hurt. Uh, it, it, it you crazy crazy. People who are experiencing delusions.
4: Thank you. you.
1: You can't confirm these things for them. It might seem like the easy recourse, but it's bad, man, because and this is what the internet does. The internet, you can find somebody. I've told you the Sonic the Hedgehog story, right?
2: No, the, the, no, tell us the Sonic the Hedgehog story. <laughs> Sounds awesome.
1: Okay, so, so potentially a listener, shout out to him, one of the nicest dudes that i see. So
2: shout team. out to Sonic, shout out to Tails, yeah, shout Sonic. out, shout, shout out to, to Knuckles, to- even. We had beef a few years ago, but like it's cool. It's shout, up, out yeah. Sonic, shout
3: out to Sonic, shout out the Sonic movie before they fixed Sonic. Oh, shout exactly. out to Rachel, Sonic movie. Sonic. yeah, give me
1: the Snyder cut. <laughs> so uh th- th- this friend he he's a heavy set dude and he got single after a long time of being in a relationship uh started uh he realized that he let himself go a little bit and said I got to work on my body. Now he's a big guy to begin with so letting yourself go when you're a big guy th- it could come with a health risk, you know what I mean? So he starts uh working on himself and losing weight and all that and he was expressing to me, he said, "You know, I can say this and you can't, but I'm really, I'm really uncomfortable with sort of the rhetoric online about weight, about this idea that it's, that it's, it's possible, to, possible to be healthy when you're really overweight. He, he said, that's, it's just like I've experienced both shapes and I can tell you it's really, it's, there's a difference. And so he's telling me about this and he says, the internet makes it so you can find someone to confirm your worldview no matter what you can seek that person out and even if it's just 35 people those 35 people will tell you that there's nothing wrong with you and you're doing great and he goes for example you know when i was a kid i thought i was sonic the hedgehog and there's a little bit of a pause and i say (laughs) I, i say how do you mean exactly and he says i thought I was Sonic the Hedgehog (laughs) in in, in my mind. Somehow I, I, my mind resolved these two conflicting ideas that I am both, uh, uh, that I was both like a six year old boy and Sonic the Hedgehog. And (laughs) so I would, I really, in my heart, I thought I was this fictional character. And uh, I told somebody at school, I told a friend and the next day I came in and the entire class made fun of me for believing that I was a a, a a video game character who is fictional. And it hurt really bad. But I have to thank them because looking back on it, my parents were getting a divorce and I was just fucked up as hell. But if I had gone online and found many people telling me, you are Sonic the Hedgehog, bro. The, the support then, yeah. group. Yeah. The Sonic group. I might be <laughs> in a worse place. And I yeah, think about the, this. Uh, the
2: Dr. World. Robotnik uh, cosplayers would have really pulled me in too hard. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's,
4: I think, I mean, that's also a child. But sure, there are, like, but, adults with delusions that are, like, you know what I mean? Who didn't think, oh, I'm, you know, I'm fucking Ricky Henderson whatever the fuck. Like, some baseball player, whatever. But I think, like, there's folks that are older that, like, I mean, but I think I don't think it's a, a like a psychiatric delusion. I think no, they're I, just I think like in like this weird loop.
1: Uh, yes, I agree with you. I think yeah. basically th- you start out with your biases, and and, and it makes you credulous towards uh, certain ideas. You, you're just too open to them. Your mind's too open to, to potentially a very bad idea because of the biases that you walk in with. And then when you have that constantly reaffirmed, yeah, then, uh, eventually it feels like confirmation because even though all you're really getting is the opinion of other wing nuts, if you see enough of it, you go, ah, yes, we're the people that know like cultists right. talk about this, not to disrespect some of our listeners, but if you talk to some of the ISKCON, uh, uh, folks, they, they, they'll, they, for anybody that doesn't remember that, uh, Harry Krishna's shit, uh, yep. it, it, there was some, some nefarious shit at some of these temples. Yes. And, and in the moment you had true believers, you had people that, uh, yep. That's everything was reconfirming, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it becomes you against the world in some ways. And like, Hey, we're the people that know. And the other people don't know they're ignorant, but, but, but. So, uh, yes, Tom, I agree with you. It's, 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 it's a feedback loop of, of, uh, it, it, to me, the ugliest part of it is it's a feedback loop of believing that you're morally superior to people, which is the disease that everybody seems to have right now. So, uh, it, but in this case, it's I'm morally superior because I'm defending the the Constitution, or I'm uh, f- I'm helping Trump find uh, the the pedophile caves underneath Las Vegas and all these like crazy crazy ideas. It's all rooted in this need to feel better than people, which is like, if you can root that out in your own life, this is me now doing my ray of today. If you can root that out in your own life, you're going to be, you need to experience that ego death of feeling like you're better than people and, and, uh, and just leave it behind. Who?
4: Right. I mean, you want to be part of the exclusive, the exclusive club that knows better than the next yes. person. That's yes. huge. And I think, you know, I mean, some of these things are I'm like, you, how are you saying this out loud? Yeah, oh, right. Like, I'm like, this has to be made up. Like, someone is like doing stuff like under the guise, like, hey, isn't this crazy? I'm part of Q. Here's my joke. <sighs> yeah. And it's really like they're like, there was one I read that they were like, um, you know, all right, so they're going to, you know, start the inauguration at noon. Uh Space Force is already planned. They're gonna knock out the satellites, so yes. all the TV shows are down. Then they're going to come in. They're going to arrest every, you know, Pelosi. Mass (laughs) arrests.
2: Mass arrests. And I'm like,
4: oh my, like, I couldn't make this up and tell this to, like, a nine-year-old for, like, a sci-fi story. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, like, the fucking, this is the worst fucking can of Reeves movie I've ever seen.
2: Yo, I mean, 100%. I saw those same things and had the exact same response of. Like what the fuck planet is this coming from? Like,
4: Is this a joke or do you really – like is this you really kind of putting forth your beliefs? This is the moment for everyone.
2: I I want to tell a quick story. had a friend whose family got deeply involved in – Patrick, you definitely know this. Tom, you might know. Isaac, you might know. Uh, It was a religion that believed the end of the world was coming. It was like 2012,
3: 2013, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: whatever that was, and was full in like – quit his full-time job that he had had for a decade in 2011, uh, you know, really, really tossed everything to the wind, got rid of all his possessions, didn't care, spent all his money, racked up crazy debt, because it didn't matter. Spent his time proselytizing and giving out pamphlets, you know, all around the area. And at first, you know, for the first, like, and, and this is the moment I want people to know, if, if you know someone or if you've, Fallen prey to this for some goddamn reason. For the first like year, for like eight, nine, ten months, we're like all laughing. Everybody thinks it's funny. And it's like part of it is like, oh man, what the fuck are you on? Like, all right. And, and then you start to see him going, then you hit that point where you're like, yo, what's the day after going to be like for this dude?
4: Right. He oh, wakes up December 22nd. It was like, motherfucker, I didn't buy graphics. Right. right. Yeah.
2: right. So- and that, that was, there was a turn about six weeks before. Where it, it, the the butt of the joke stopped, people stopped because there was fear that something bad was going to happen. And this person would, would react poorly or someone very close to them would react poorly and things would go bad. You know, fast forward, everything was okay, but but the person admitted great shame and embarrassment and was in a low spot. And thankfully, people didn't take that opportunity to kick the dude while he was down. Uh, but but that 's kind of where I want people to just kind of put your mind there and realize that there 's been some people who who got real confused and i 'm not saying on some like i think there 's a lot of people out there with some never forgive never forget yo i 'm all for never forget, and I get the sentiment of never forgive but but also i'm i 'm not someone who doesn 't think people are beyond redemption you know and and you know this dude was a great person still a great person now really got caught up in something that he shouldn't have. And it was like a cautionary tale. Uh,
1: if anybody cares to, there's a Wikipedia entry for list of dates predicted for apocalyptic events. Yeah. Is the big fan of the entry. Yes. And, uh, if you'd like to see just how mainstream some of these voices, uh, for people, uh, if you're, if you're under 30, this is probably not too relevant a name, depending on what part of the country you grew up in. But Pat Robertson, e- even, who is, like, considered still, like, a very mainstream figure, sure, uh, suggested yeah. 2007 would be the end of the world. 2007. Yep.
4: yep. Random. I
2: feel like there was a 2007, and then it pushed up. to There was one that pushed back a couple of times. I mean, it always, yeah. you know, they but always push back.
4: Then you have to, like, it's factor like, in the leap, leap year. It's like a whole
2: fucking thing. Yeah. Oh, it's the Mayan so it's calendar. A- you know.
1: Bob, I I don't know which group you're referring to, but Church of God preparing for the Kingdom of God is the one uh, that uh, it kind of got a lot of steam around. So he declared 2011. (laughs) Then when it didn't happen, he said, "Oh my bad, 2012." Yeah. And uh, that guy, uh, as many as I think seven thousand people, uh, pretty much sold their shit. Yep. Uh, This guy was a uh, he's a convicted tax evader, but I respect that part. it uh, yeah, he he uh he, he's predicted it a few times. Oh, yeah, 2019 is, as well.
2: So this I was think. a fellow who had a family, uh, you know, a, a couple siblings, mom, dad. Sold the house. All of them were living in, you know, something else, and like everything was gone, and debt was through the roof. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> they had to recover. What were you going to say, Isaac?
3: Oh, I was saying that the the one that I most uh familiar with is that dude Harold camping of that, yep. uh, family radio thing. Actually, yeah. yeah there, that one is there's, it might be because I watched a YouTube video on it. One, once That's extremely entertaining, but, uh, it is crazy. The, uh, not just the, the, you know, the looking forward to it, all the warnings and all the, you know, the crazy, cause this dude has a, you know, a fam, like, a family radio a radio station where he talks to so many people. Yep. But it, it was the 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 backpedaling and the amount of times that he changed his story after. And his logic for why he changed his story is just so fucking awesome. Like legitimately so incredible. And like, it's so great to hear Amelia. Like the day after... It's like, wait, I was wrong, you know, like, and here is why I was wrong. I have a whole thing. I have a whole spiel for why I was wrong and it's fucking insane.
2: (laughs) So, so best of luck to everybody out there. Stay out of cults. uh, Group thinks bad. Um, But you know, what's not bad guys, fucking (laughs) hardcore, fucking music, fucking homies on a podcast. What do you guys got? I think we have a topic
4: for today. We do. That kind of builds off of our conversation from last week. And we wanted mm. to bring in a younger expert on mm. the uh, subject. Young wisdom god. Before yeah, we, 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 we start. Me, it's me, the expert. Continue. It is. Isaac Hale of <laughs> Knocked Loose and Inclination and
3: Heartstopper. Yeah, you right? got it. Was that everything? You got it. I mean, for now. For, <laughs> you can announce. Right what, um, not to
4: get too interviewee. But, like, uh, what, what's going on with – well, inclination's working on a record, correct?
3: Yeah. I mean, um, you know, basically just being as busy as I can during all of this. It's been really, really tough because uh, I think even for um, my bands, uh, it might be my age. I'm the youngest one in my band. But mm-hmm. I, I think suffer the most, like, mentally without touring. It sure. was, like, my whole – you know, as my whole thing, I was a, a huge fan of doing it. I would go on tours and then straight f- from that to a tour with another band and then just always busy. But, um, you know, luckily I've been able to fill this year with, uh, you know, getting into some new things and writing a bunch of material and, um, you know, making sure that all my projects stay productive. And, and, and this year, I think as, as everyone knows, I think 2020 was pretty much just like, a disaster year of like, how much worse can it get? And then it happens. And yeah. it's just like descending into madness, but 2020, you know, 2021, I think is a year where we can step back and be like, okay, legitimately how fucked, like, are we really, <laughs> right, right, yeah. you know? Like, so really, it's like, yeah. yeah, no. Okay. Now that that's over, like how <laughs> actually fucked is everything. And we can actually get like kind of a timeline for, you know, when things might actually start get, getting back together, you know, hopefully and under a, uh, yeah, hopefully under a presidency, you know, a presidency that's not Trump's, we can actually get a smooth roll out for the you know the vaccine and everything.
4: There like are so. two professional
3: touring musicians in this
4: room right now. Look at us. Look Patrick at has already kind of given his inkling like when he thinks stuff's coming back. If you had to guess whether it's an educated guess or not, wouldn't when, when do you think stuff's
3: coming back? Oh, next year. Um but that's also but that's also um it, it, that's also my kind of like I guess you could say negative outlook on things. But yeah. at yeah, at the same time it was like talking to I'm sure Patrick knows how this feels too, talking to booking agents and managers during all this shit is so funny because they're so confident that things are gonna be back and <laughs> and it's like the, it's all know, they, they have just, to hold it's on all to. They, it's all, and I uh, know no for sure. And and I totally agree. That's why I stopped arguing. You know, now, you know, but it was, you know, it was always like, oh, it's the summer, it's the fall, it's the right. winter, it's right. next spring, it's that, you know, and I'm like, nope, 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 you know, and I had to do that over and over again. So it's funny, because a bunch of people are, are shooting for summer, uh, this summer, and, right. you know, this fall, but, uh, you know, at, at this point, we, we don't really know, you know, just with my educated guess, it's like, I don't know. I, there's also a, a question of kind of the moral quandary. You know, I, I don't want the government to tell me it's okay to play shows when it's, I know it's not, <laughs> you know, like right. just because, just because there is uh you know, me personally, I don't feel comfortable playing shows unless I feel like there's an actual improvement. I would hate for the big fucking comeback of, hardcore live music, whatever to be like everyone looking around and being like, yo, should we like really be doing this? (laughs) You know, like safe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, I feel, and I feel like there's going to be some of that regardless because some people are just going to be like, Holy fuck. I'm, I'm like, so not used to doing this and this is crazy making me, you know, it's makes me feel anxious being around so many people. But um, you know, me personally, um, you know, I want to wait until I see actual improvement, like legitimate improvement. Um, you know, something that's seems more long term. Um, but you know, honestly my the only answer right now is who knows, you know, and yeah, really. has been who knows for like the past year. So
4: and where do you lie? Sorry, I'm I'm Pulling a full fucking Barbara Walters over here. Where do you sit on the like? This is like a question that I think we've all discussed and like we've been asked too from other bands and so, stuff. Where do you sit on like, if say you know for a fact stuff's not coming back till 2022? Yeah. Um, you know, or whatever, fall of 2021. Do you feel comfortable putting out material
3: in the interim without being able to play it out? I think like, that you, here, so here's the deal I think that you, I think that you have to. You know, I think that, I cool. think that if it, if it's me personally, I, I am going to be putting out material during, um, during COVID and I know that it's inescapable. Um, but I think that the, the key to succeeding is not only making sure that you continue to push your record, you know, vi- you know, via social media, mm-hmm. and whatever, but also, um, this is, you know, I, I hate to be negative on here, but. This is going to sound very negative, but I, you know, this isn't what it's mean. We well, usually go so positive, so I don't know. Yeah, why, yeah. Why <laughs> um, this is going to kill off a lot of things. It's going to kill off a lot of bands. It's going yep. to make people be uninspired, and it's going to change a lot of bands from full time to part time, and it's going to change a lot of bands from part time to not existing at all. Yep. And so, the key for you know, the key for you know, keeping you know, keeping on and, and staying on top of things is yo, when things come back, like hit it hard because there's gonna be more room, you know, and like make yourself known. You know, so it's mm. like you know, there's there's a lot of bands that were releasing their records and in, in a very inopportune time, you know, to release music. Sure. Um, but if those bands come back, you know, and they're fucking playing and actually touring and making sure their stuff is out there. I thoroughly believe that if you put real effort into playing shows and playing your material, that people are going to take notice no matter what, especially if you're a good ass band. So a bunch of bands that released their records during even the, you know, the beginning portion of, of, uh, you know, the COVID era that really kind of got screwed over as far as their records go. You know, if they come back and they're hitting it hard, like, it's not going to matter because people are going to know the material, even if they go like, holy fuck, that record was good. Wasn't it like, they're going to know the material. And, uh, if you actually put, you know, some real effort into making yourself known, um, there's going to be room for it. Cause a lot of bands are going to, you know, die off because of this.
0: Yeah. I fuck think, yeah.
2: I think, I think, uh, that's, I love the way you said it. I share that same feeling. Um, in any time of change, there's opportunity. And that's not to say it in some like fucking capitalist mentality way. It's just to say, like, hey, this time has given a lot of people different ideas of what they maybe want to be doing. Maybe that's more touring. Maybe it's less. Maybe it's none. And um, you're just going to see it. So, that, uh, well yeah. said, Isaac. Yeah, um, perfect.
1: I'm actually going to amend my statement made on here because I had a booking. Agent sleeping on my couch for two days. Uh,
4: wow, it's really that rough out there, huh?
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you can't even get a hotel.
1: And, uh, what I thought was interesting, uh, just overhearing conversations, was uh, he was advising uh, fall might happen. This wasn't to me. Fall might happen, uh, but uh, if you need it to happen, then do yourself the favor of going, uh, uh, winter, uh, uh, 2022. Yeah. If you need it to happen. If like a year
2: from now, right now.
1: Yes. Yeah. So if it, if it can, if it doesn't have to happen, if it's not a headline tour for your album or something of that nature, if it doesn't have to happen, then, uh, for sure book in November, hope for the best. It could happen, but, and it likely will ish, you know, 50, 50 shot, let's do it. But, uh, winter would be your safer bet at this point
3: that that gray area of like
1: yeah maybe
3: it's okay like i don't like i personally don't fuck with it at all like it it, it, it's it
1: this is an interesting question my friend because what what science do you currently follow who 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 gives you your uh, information on covid currently
3: do you get it from patrick kindlin no (laughs) i get it i get no that's that's No. And that's, yeah, that's what, that's who I'm following. That's, that's actually the only person I follow on Instagram is John Joseph. Um, No, 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 no. Like I, the only place, this is actually interesting because I, I know personally, especially from listening to the podcast, how much, like, especially at the beginning of this, you were a huge, like, you were all like, yo, like if someone's trying to play a show, I'm not fucking mad, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, still, and still? And, yeah, exactly. Still that way. And for oh. me, the only thing that I check as far as COVID news is just like the cases in my area. That's all that I check, you know? Mm. Um, that's the only thing that I do. You know, I don't healthy, fucking. Healthy I, don't, news I, don't, I don't check Twitter for COVID news. I don't check. You know, social media for COVID news. And I know, I knew that that was a bad idea about, you know, one month
0: into this,
3: (laughs) you know, because I was like, yo, if there's anything, one thing I got to do, like in 2020, 2021 is get off social media. Or if I am on social media, view it to laugh at it you know, and not view it to, for my fucking, for my info, because it's just like, so much of it is just like a a cesspool of filth, you know, it's just like, and, and, and lies and slander. And especially for COVID it's like, you know, it's like, do I know, um, do I, you know, I don't, I don't believe some like terror, you know, mong. you know, like some fear mongering, you know, if someone's telling me like, Oh, we're all going to die and it's still going to be garbage all year. And next year it's like, do I believe that? No, I do believe that we're going to see improvements. Um, but me personally, it might just be because I'm kind of a germaphobe if anything, it's like for me personally, it's like, especially for hardcore shows, just the idea that someone could be at risk. Um, just for some reason hits home to me, it hits close to home, you know, just cause sure. I just, and, and that's the only reason why, mm-hmm. because you know, I think that from, in my personal opinion, it's just like the idea of someone getting sick just because I know, you know, people myself who've had relatives that have passed away or, yep. you know, everyone has that just to me, it's if that can be at all avoided, um, You know, I want to avoid it, but at the same time, COVID's not going away. (laughs) Like that's not that's not a reality. It's just it's a thing that exists now. So there's a lot of gray areas when it comes down to this. You know, this shit. But it's like for me personally, I'm definitely of the you know of the group that's like, yeah, I don't want to do that first tour back. (laughs) You know,
4: I don't don't want to be the first band.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't want to be the first band. Um, Which is funny because technically you know, judging by my interests and how much I want to get back out there, that would be me 100%. But just because of the certain, Yeah. In any other case, it would be, but like right now, you know, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty, you know, I, I can wait until, uh, until I, I know that things are, you know, until I see actual, until I see cases actually go down consistently, that is when I'll be happy. Basically, <laughs>
1: see uh, the, the reason that I asked, and that was a uh, well considered answer. Uh, the reason that I asked is because you you mentioned that you would likely have some trepidation, regardless of what the government tells you. Oh yeah, and, and I think that that's wise, and I think that uh, that. But I was just curious not to put this on you, but I I just think that it's interesting that we're going to see a lot of people who were totally totally bought into everything that the government said during the pandemic yep. will might reverse course when they feel like the threat is coming from the other side and the, they don't trust the government that's to that's with, with the ability to leave the house which is going to be an, a really interesting flip to see like like oh so you didn't believe the government you were just a pessimist you know what i mean like it yeah, exactly you know so th- that'll be an interesting thing but i uh i don't I don't know what like, things are like in Louisville, but I, I'm going to say that uh, uh, judging what I'm seeing in Los Angeles, I, I really don't see any chance that there's two worlds going on. I should say I I was going to say, I don't see any chance that people don't come to shows immediately uh, because every weekend there's multiple parties in my building. And, oh, yeah. and, and just basically every young person is behaving as though there is not a pandemic going on. At least that's what I see in my neighborhood. Right. I and,
3: I mean, that's all I see here for the most part. I mean, okay. I'd, I'd say that's pretty consistent around in, in the United States, to be honest. <laughs> okay, but, but, but see that,
1: that, that, what's interesting is that we've created two worlds. We've created this online world where people spend all day condemning other people for this. But then it doesn't seem to I- I influence anybody's behavior. <laughs> you know, what I mean? they're,
3: because they're, ju- they're just doing it because they, yell. they want just yeah. to yell. You yeah. people at for like, not picking yeah. up after their dog it, poop. It, they, they yeah. want it. They, you know, people on Twitter, they want to yell at other people on Twitter. So that's why they do that's that. a fact.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it, it, I, I don't, I think that people will come out to shows almost immediately. Not everybody, obviously, but, but I think that, uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of, uh, just sort of throw caution in the wind. I I'd like to have a good time.
3: I agree. I think that I also think that's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Whether or not that's responsible is a different conversation. (laughs) A totally different combo. Yeah.
4: But crazy to see like the big ass, um, this is my last thing and then we'll move. Sure. The big ass festivals announce like dates and like headliners and stuff. Oh yeah, I'm playing all of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how yeah. costly that is yeah. to like reschedule. But yeah, feels- uh, let me
3: let me let me elaborate on my on my viewpoint here. Uh I'm playing a lot of shows this year, <laughs> but uh but uh am I playing them? I don't we'll, know. We'll see. You know? <laughs> yeah. From TBD. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Tom.
4: That's a good question because it's you're like right. I don't know how costly that is. Like to be like, hey, we can't do this weekend of shows for a hardcore band is one thing, but being like, yo, Metallica's got to move it six months. Like that seems like an, like a gigantic lift.
2: All those, all those that are being booked right now have clauses and are being contingent on X, Y, Z contingent on local jurisdiction contingent on, (laughs) and we're reserving the right to reschedule to this date with X, with a negotiated penalty or no penalty at all. And it's sort of this odd situation because the higher up the ladder you get, the more these venues are sort of over the barrel. They're just like held like what are they going to do? Say right, no, right. then they go right. cool, fine, we'll move down the street to the, the other empty fucking coliseum. No That'll big kill deal. App. That's right, right. Yeah.
0: Yep.
4: And so, there's the whole act of god kind of clause in like everything which yep. is like in every contract but it's like so laughable that it almost never gets used. Because yep. it has to be like a fucking tornado. Oh, this is the equivalent of a tornado. Right. Or, or a pandemic. It's like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Everybody's hitting the bell at the same time. Right. You know? Like Who the fuck would have thought that would ever been actually used? But it's in every – there's always a line about it, but it never really happens. Yeah. So as we were saying, so last week we had the entry point question and conversation. And some people misconstrued it. We weren't saying like these are like the be-all, end-all, but we're like – we're trying to like, hey – he, here's a person that we're trying to talk to about a certain genre subgenre of hardcore. What would you recommend as an easy jumping on point? Not the best jumping on point, not the first one that everyone should start at, but like where you know, and entry one of the, yeah, like an entry point, but like not like a you know if everyone would be like, you got to start with fucking bad brains or minor threat for anything. Right, and we kind
2: of discussed some of the intricacies of that and, like, the ideas of what what is a good entry point as opposed to, like, y- yes, you could say the best of the genre is a good entry point to anything, but also the very best or your
4: personal favorite might not be the easiest to move into from right. somewhere else. So, anyways. So, one of the things that came up that was super difficult and even people were kind of... um. Crossed with us a little bit on on the internet was the use of the word metalcore, and how you know it's changed. It's always been and like it, that was the thing. It's always been kind of like the scarlet letter, even from the '90s, but the like the actual definition and the and the the music that it's been used to describe has varied wildly over the years. So we want to kind of get an idea that like something in 1997 that was like full on metalcore would sound like the promise ring in 2021.
1: Yes.
3: I have a a couple because obviously you guys informed me of, uh, you know, I'm here for a reason. Well, pre-pro. I'm the the metalcore informant. (laughs) Uh, I had a couple questions like written out that I think kind of like – Dictate the conversation. I think that there's a couple different ways you could look at it. Um, you know, uh, it's it's a very very loaded word. You know, it's a very very loaded word, and I think it means different things to different people. You know, mm.
2: what is your what is your take on it? And if you can give some context, like when you first started getting into stuff, because from knowing you, we know you were in the metal. Before you got into hardcore at all, like you were into me, like Metallica metal, correct?
3: Yeah. Yes. So, yes. so
2: like, what was your perception of what metalcore was when you were fifteen, and where you kind of see it now, and all all the in between?
3: Uh, it's kind of hard to, um, it's kind of hard to talk about that because I wasn't really um, seeing genre. As much when I was when I found metalcore or metal mm. in general, because yeah. I was kind of viewing it as as one big thing. I didn't really see what the difference between Hatebreed and Cannibal Corpse was. Um, sure. You know, yeah. I was kind of it was kind of all in the same pot for me. So I was listening to a lot of different stuff at the same time, and it wasn't until a little bit later when I I found out about you know just, you know subgenres and whatever. But can, I mean, can I
2: pause you, real quick? Can I pause real quick? Because I, I know we're, I want you to really expand. Patrick and Tom hearing that yeah. is that that's almost like cool right it's fucking awesome <laughs> right not here not not subgenreing not 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 dropping things into little compartments necessarily especially Just at a young you age like. especially yeah right especially at a young age and it's sort of informative cuz yes Maybe that gets messy, and, and Isaac, you can speak to this if you want. And like people be like, you don't, you don't, there's, you don't see the difference between
3: Cannibal Corpse and Hatebreed, but in reality, those
2: two artists share a lot more than they don't.
3: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that. A, I think that now, to be honest, in in 2021, in in the current age, I think people are a lot more aware and accepting of where people came from as far as finding out all this shit. You know, I think that now it's not, maybe at one point people have been like, you didn't know what that was. That's fucking weird. But like, I think now people are pretty accepting of it. You know, I, and like back in the day it was like, okay, in flames is on nuclear blast and agnostic fronts on nuclear blast. I was watching both music videos. I didn't exactly know what the difference was. You know, it's like, I, you know, I guess at that point I was like, one kind of seems more punk and the other is like more metal or whatever. But like, other than that, I was just listening to both bands, (laughs) you know, I just, I didn't, and I didn't really care. Um, And then, uh, you know, it wasn't until later, you know, where I, you know, I, Started, you know, you do your homework and and you find out, and it was a that was a, a huge big deal was finding the history of everything, and, mm-hmm. and but then once you get to metalcore versus hardcore, that's like a whole other conversation because that's infinite. There's mo- way more gray area there. You know, I think that uh, a big deal when talking about that. A question that I have written down is, mm. what is metalcore versus "Quote unquote," metallic hardcore. <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: the million dollar that's a, question.
3: That's a that's something I I wrote down because I was like, "Yo, is there a difference there?" Because like it was like earlier, I was I was watching a I was listening to fucking Cold as Life on YouTube because that's the only place you can listen to them yes. right now. Yeah. Yo, actually, I was I think, uh,
2: I think some stuff. Oh no! Oh yeah! Right? Oh yeah!
3: They're getting it's getting remastered oh, and reissued, oh, oh, oh. and it's going up. Um, but, uh, yeah. And some dude was on in the, you know, in the all famous, you know, YouTube comment section. Um, <laughs> Be- and, and
1: literally some of the best comments. So cool. On YouTube are so on fucking on sick. Older's Life videos. They're yeah. so fucking good.
3: And, and this dude was saying something along the lines of like, you know, he was definitely using some terms that I would not use. Um, but, uh, he was, uh, he was like, yeah, like this is real metalcore. Like this is what they're that real shit. You know? And I was like, hmm, like who would refer to Cold as Life as Metalcore versus Cold as Life as being a straight up hardcore band? Because I always viewed them as uh, you know, a hardcore band. Same thing with like I think all out war is a big one. You know, you get into that realm of like bands that you are you know you're you're just starting to get around because if 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 metalcore is metal influenced hardcore then that's a lot of bands huh you know yeah. like,
2: that's do you, a- you want an attempt at that answer what's the difference between metallic hardcore and metalcore i think that it's the same thing okay i mean i agree. in 2020 it's the same thing
3: it's the same in 2010
2: thing. it might be the same thing in the 90s or like when i first started getting into stuff the way and i I didn't have this distinction. I, I don't think, like, I looked, there was hardcore I liked that had metal in it, but even that I wouldn't have called Metallic Hardcore per se. Da, da, da. But if somebody was asking me, like, okay, give me your best shot, when these things were more, more used to describe things, and if you had to create a differentiator, Metallic Hardcore is... Hardcore song templates, with some metal leanings. Right, maybe that's what's that? Like Judge or Integrity, right? um, Maybe even Unbroken. You know what I mean? Like, so I was going to bring up Unbroken. They're they're a good one because they they there's bridging, but there's bridging with Judge. There's bridging with uh, with Integrity. Certainly, metalcore plays with the song template and the song structure breaks a little bit from hardcore and you end up sometimes seeing longer songs. Um, the song flow is a little bit different, quite often more technical, more precise, more, yet more thought out, you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. but like it has more going on with hardcore components inserted or kind of put in there. And, and it's not like, it's like, Oh, this is metallic hardcore isn't it's you can't break it down by percentages but when you look at those two things now all those things are are so in the wash yeah um, that it's it's just kind of a mishmash do you guys largely agree with that like what do
4: you see yeah no i think that's that's fair i think a thought that i had as isaac was talking i wonder if the really like the definitive way to well this isn't definitive that's the wrong way to say it but a way to look at it, it's like is it metal influenced hardcore while like metalcore is more like hardcore influenced
3: metal that's what i was going to say is right. like is it is it as easy as going metalcore that means more metal than hardcore metallic hardcore that means more hardcore than metal like yeah. is it that easy it, you it, know it, it, on, it could be totally <laughs>
2: simplified that i don't like me bob speaking here is like i don't even want to reduce metalcore to like metal influenced or Yeah, metal that's influenced by hardcore. Because it's not, right? That's not totally fair to metalcore as it's evolved. You know, like I actually think there's quite a few unique signatures to it that make it kind of its own thing. While at the same time, it ebbs and flows. Some bands flow way closer to the sun of hardcore, and others flow way closer to the, the sun of metal. So, and and it's like yo, so does hardcore, and it's it's it gets really messy. But but I think largely that understanding, metallic hardcore is hardcore, mostly hardcore and a little metal, and metalcore is more metal than hardcore.
1: Okay, so wait, what is all that war then?
4: See, I feel like they're metalcore because like Same. it if is. You didn't I think not know so too. Kids, you would think like I mean they sound like Venom. Yeah.
3: Yo, I'm and I'm metalcore. gonna go ahead. And- I'm gonna go ahead and say that you know you guys were talking about entrance records last week, yeah. um, and for metalcore, I'd probably give an all-out war record. Uh, uh, that's probably what I would do.
1: I think it's a little prickly. I, I, you think, I think
3: so?
4: Ooh, yeah, I, I think know. it's a little
1: a little less approachable. And I like some of the records a lot, but I, I think it's a victory little record.
4: Like, that first victory record
3: that fucking rips for those
4: who.
1: But I even like the stuff from a couple of years ago. The co-
3: no, I, yeah. I think yo, they have released consistently good records. Like it's yeah, they have. It's just a fact. But so, as the I think end- it's hard
1: though. I think I think it's a difficult a difficult entry. And so I disagree with you. But I
2: will I I think that there's a lot of people who are from that church. But this goes to another part of that conversation. Metalcore has different waves and different styles all into itself. All out war feels like a pretty specific corner of it. Am I am I correct about that? Like, you know, like if if some kid, like if some kid was coming in from the new metal side of things, there might be something that's much more specific that would enable them to get into metalcore. You know, like like yeah. there's going to be someone coming in. We're getting in through Poison the Well opposite is December is a lot easier than the All Out War record. Is that is that fair to say?
3: Yeah. I think Poison the Well is harder to get into because I think there's way more. I, th- the, I like, I think that All Out War personally, I think that that's actually pretty simple. You know, well, to me, well, to me, it's like, to me, it's like, oh, that's hardcore with Slayer in it. Well, so that's what, what I is mean me. is I think if
2: you're a hardcore kid trying to get oh. into metal, yeah, All Out War is probably a pretty good answer. Like if you're already in hardcore, you're in a, you're in a punk that might still be, or if you're into mm-hmm. traditional metal. But what yeah. about the kid who was into Jesus uh, swoop hair screamo? Yeah, for like, sure. Like maybe Poison the Well's easier. And there might even be a much easier reference from there. Like maybe is they go you know of- Jean. I don't know. You know, like that stuff I'm not super familiar oh, with. Oh yeah.
3: So um, that's That's a whole other that's a whole other question, is when when does Metalcore leave the hardcore realm? Because like last, last week you guys were referencing like, yo, metalcore!" like there's, you know, attack, attack is metalcore, And I was like, okay, when does, when is metalcore uh, pertinent to hardcore? And when is it not like, when People does are, it leave? A lot
1: you know? of our listeners are not going to like my answer, but it's, it's under oath.
3: <laughs> yeah. You think so? Once you
1: hit under oath, I'm like, okay, I'm good. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, what year? Sure. I, can't find, I can't find any of myself in 03,
2: this anymore. 02, 04, somewhere in there. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's my my guess to timing. And Tom, you can speak to this too. Like, there was this bubble, like yo, the trust kills and the ferrets of the world were doing really well, and doing stuff that was just kind of like in their pocket. And then stuff just started getting really big. Yeah. And I think it started to get different attention and different bands and like, yo, d- you know, don't burn the messenger here, but I feel as though there were some bands who tried to take their sound to a different place and made it more commercially viable or palatable to a commercial audience. And there were others who just had the opportunities that took them out of the smaller spaces, AKA playing with hardcore bands, playing on hardcore festivals, etc. that all of a sudden there was the shift and, um, you know, I think we've talked about it, too, was there was al- there was also this kind of there's been revival and people generationally getting back towards where where metalcore came closer to hardcore, or maybe hardcore came closer to metalcore. They met in the middle somewhere.
4: But that was a weird time. Tom, does that kind of sync up to you? I mean, I think that makes sense, because, I mean, if you think about it, like so a band that we toured with that I actually quite like um, Bleeding Through, right? Yeah. They were a fucking death metal band with a keyboard player. Yep. But like they were all straight edge dudes. Um, you know, they were all straight and more and and I think Morta was straight edge. Um, but like they considered themselves in the in the, at least in the beginning, in the first, you know, X amount of years, maybe through that first trust group, they were like a hard, they were like a hardcore band. Like you couldn't tell them they weren't fucking Gorilla Biscuits. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like and right. But like to the to the layman's ear you're like this is not remotely cool. But like so what makes them not a hardcore band?
3: I mean but you you and then you can make that same argument there's that same argument for a million different bands too. It's like okay right. saves the day or like you hardcore know band. fucking like, yeah or fucking early fallout boy or fucking whatever. You I know mean, a bunch it's of bands Roll
4: biscuits like, and 7 seconds then
3: then bleeding through is exactly i i mean I think that I think that if you are in the hardcore scene and you're playing those shows with those bands and you're all in it you know and and you are in a more metal influenced band you know a death metal band or whatever um, I think that you being in the scene and being a part of the you know the the culture um yeah you're going to call yourself a hardcore band no matter what. You know, I think that, or or I think that, I think that you have the right to say that. Cause I mean, you could say the same thing about a lot of modern bands. I mean like fucking gate creeper, for example, like those are all hardcore kids in a, in a death metal band and they're both, you know, right. Right. I mean, do you
4: think, I mean, we we were kind of trying to like, kind of like suss this out earlier, like, you know, talking about metalcore in 2020 or even fucking 2015, Is a different thing. It became kind of like something you could like slap on a record, like as a description, like a descriptor that like you know, that people were going for probably even early than twenty fifteen. But like there was nothing remotely like punk or hardcore remotely about the band. Like whether not whether in ethics or in presentation or anything. Are we still talking about bleeding through? No, 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 no. I'm oh, thinking okay. I'm thinking even more like um further removed. Yeah, I mean like all right, so fucking knocked loose doesn't sound like agnostic front. No. You know what I mean? But like you what guys, you mean, are fucking- dude. I trying, <laughs> trying to say. <laughs> but so but you guys have a lot of punk and hardcore ethics. And you're you know, you're a lot closer to hardcore than fucking Attila or
3: whatever the fuck. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like- I mean, like we have like fucking skank parts, parts and yeah, yeah and shit like that you know?
4: but like i think there do you think like you know even in the bands that you came up with or like might have been right before you guys like like what like amur would be referred to as like a metalcore band yes how were they remotely punk or hardcore like i can um, i can say you and brian are fucking 100 percent died in the world with dying
3: in the world hardcore kids the, i mean the dudes in the dudes in amur when they were starting out like listened to hardcore were in the scene you know it's like it like i can confirm that you know even i mean even the dude from attila like we toured with attila and the singer came up to me and was like yo i really like your band you guys sound like the warriors your singer sounds like the dude from the warriors and we talked about like we talked about like a a brace a brace war seven inch i think or something you know (laughs) and it's like and it's like you know i think that you know a lot of people you know are and you know it's it's times like that where you're like you know if you're doing your homework and and you know and you're in the culture and you keep up it's like that's what keeps you attached i think well um yes it can it can but it doesn't mean it always it is true and
2: it's and it's tough because I, i've had this conversation with with young bands you know recently and It's like, yo, what, what makes you a hardcore band? We've used Title Fight as an example. It's like, if you were to judge purely sonically, Title Fight wasn't really a hardcore band. You could stretch it, you could certainly say post-hardcore, uh, uh, you know, post-pop punk, whatever, however you want to frame it. Like, they were, but they operated, they had the ethics, they had the way they handled themselves. They they did their thing. They existed like a hardcore band was would, and they consider themselves that. So that's that's hard. That said, we could play homework hardcore on Dave Grohl, and he'd get a, a, you know a passing grade. But that doesn't mean the Foo Fighters are a hardcore band, right? Like you know, no,
3: no. But there are certain people, uh, certain people. Uh, shout out Jim Barron. Yeah. going to do this real quick. Oh uh, who would say that they are? Well, or or, the, or would at least say that to be like at least would bring up the question of why not?
2: Right. right. You know? Well, and that's the thing is it's like well, why not? And it, it that is where oh, boy, this is a fun question from from because
3: Foo, Foo Foo Fighters is funny because there's multiple dudes in that band that have yeah, hardcore yeah, punk yeah. backgrounds. Yeah,
2: like <laughs> essentially, essentially the whole band. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So Christ got so. a crutch. Yeah. yeah. That said, I believe it's it's where we are, and it's this idea of genres and compartmentalizing. Those things also have bled and and kind of seeped into other things, and and those lines get blurred. And we're kind of all for it, but at the same time, you go well if Sonic entry barriers or or descriptors ease up over time what are the things that keep something in genre right and what something what separates it from being like in 2021 what makes a band a metal band versus being a metal core band very little difference there it's not right and, and even that maybe not True, but but that said you go back to the way you handle your band and the uh. way you're doing it and even there you start to bleed and it's like, well, you know, what are you supposed to do when you can't like, you're too big to play the VFW hall, but you still like hardcore and you still want to do those shows when you can, you know? So I think that's the like tricky point and no one has, there's no right answer, right? Like, yo, the biggest definer on a band is if they call themselves a hardcore band is like do they operate that way and do they self-identify and everyone else it's just opinion and 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 like that's where some of these expansions get out there like i hear deathcore bands and i'm like yo whoa that's so far removed from my perception of like hardcore as a sound sonically i can't even register the those things together there almost feels like there's a, a huge disconnect it's like Bro, your your band owes so much more to obituary than fucking minor threat. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not even yeah. saying that's a dick. Like, there's no judgment. It's just like, whoa, what's
4: the but that's I think that's a painted black song. Is that a painted black song? Is it? I don't they know. They literally have a song that's called like less so less say like less obituary more minor threat or something like that. Um, I'm gonna have to Google that.
2: Please do I have to, no familiarity. Shout out to Dr. Dan if that's true. But um but yeah, you know what I mean? So it's it is it is such a hard question of like what is and what isn't, and and like the real answer is try not to get bogged down on this. We used to long time ago, many years ago, talk about how this is dorm room conversation. It is dorm room conversation. It's fun, but don't don't let it make you feel the way about somebody at the end of the day.
3: It it also it's also a weird question when it's like metalcore has more than other kind of sub genres of hardcore, or whatever. Yep. Uh, metalcore gets associated or at least got associated with uh you know uh, a look and like a, a or a, t- a a tour like if a band did warp tour you know they were a yeah. metalcore band or if a band, you know and it became like whoa, whoa whoa it's not even about the music anymore you know it's about like the and so i think that that's another a whole other side you know that we're with that you know you that some people don't even talk about is that it's like sometimes it's uh, people associate the word metalcore with way more than just like music at all.
2: So that, that is the other side. And I wanted to talk to you guys about this because you're two really good ones. And Patrick, you might have opinions on this too.
4: <sighs> Bowie.
1: Hey you, do you have any plans this year? 020-D.com
2: SoundTalentMedia.com or on your favorite podcast app.
3: Ever
1: wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana?
3: Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of too much F.E. perspective don't have to wonder because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective.
1: The only podcast you crank up to 11.
3: To me,
2: early on, I looked at the world of metalcore as a young person and really saw like, oh, this is a world of bands that have, mostly speaking, by the late 90s, late 90s and early aughts, a much larger audience and more appeal. And many of them operated in a way that was, at the time, different than hardcore, which meant... It was much more common for them to have a booking agent. It was much more common to have a manager. It was much more common that they were in magazines and all this shit. And it was a lot more like, hey, they operate less like some weird DIY separatist movement, but like, hey, we're a commercial entity at a much smaller scale. There's exceptions to that rule on both sides of the fence. But but I that was one of the separators aesthetically then, and today I think that's not true, because I think there's so many bands who start off and are essentially playing basements are like yo we're a metalcore band that's also was happening in the '90s, but by the late '90s and early aughts, many bands were just very
4: successful metalcore bands.
2: Does that? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I
4: think. You know, it's funny, like, we talk, like, the the definition has changed so much. Like, I think more than any subgenre, I feel like this has changed. So, like, you know, from my own experience, right? As a kid, like, Unbroken, Undertow, Outspoken even, like, or, you know, fucking side Confusion, Marauder, even with Indecision, like, we were, like, metalcore bands. Like, that's, like, if we'd be on a flyer and it would say that. Yep. But when you listen to those bands, like... You know, and, like, say, like, you know, like, Jesus Peace is a metalcore band, say. Yep. Like, they are ten times heavier than any of the bands that I mentioned. Yes. But, like, it, it, the, the, the kind of, the definition has changed. so, And that's fine, too, because the thing that, I like, kind of came to mind, like, when you were talking, about like, back, you know, when it was, like, a Scarlet Letter back then, like, there were no kind of, like, it, mixed bills weren't as much of a thing. No, you know what I mean? No, and I, I think not, back I on like bands that I loved that like w- you know were like our contemporaries. Like you know, I never played with In my eyes. Played with Ten Yard Fight once. Never played with Four pl- Like bands that were like you know, hey, we're actually kind of cut from the sa- more of the same cloth than you would think. Yeah. Never played together. But like now, you would you'll see a band that be considered metalcore playing along with like a, a more yeah you know. Oh,
2: there's more traditional, right? You know, like, like what was, you know, like, like, okay. For example, speaking of Long Island's a great example of this, right? Um, there's bands who are way on the heavy side, bands who are way more on the punk side, bands who are way in the melodic side of things. And they're all from the same cauldron, you know, shout out to our boy. Um, right. You know, like Jukai Becomes rule them all in the fight. <clears throat> Yo, those three bands don't sound much alike. You know, not what at I mean? all. Right, right, right. And same group of guys. Reign of Salvation and Koyo are. I don't know if they're buddies, but they're from the same. They're same. they share dudes in the band. There I we think. go. Same boat. Yeah. So, so all that said, um, I think it ebbs and flows because you're right, Tom. Like, it wasn't weird that mouthpiece was on the same show as Unbroken or Undertow, but you fast forward just a few years and there were splintering. Like, I would say maybe it's 95, 96.
4: Yeah. I mean, and like on that show, know, like mouthpiece, mouthpiece was like kind of the sore thumb on those.
2: Yeah, totally. But they were know, more on
4: the same. And like,
2: like I'd go, oh, New Age Records, you know, like this and this. and th- And it's like, oh, I grouped those bands together. But then you listen, and you're like, well, no, these bands are a little more metal, and Mouthpiece is a little not metal, but not. It's not like they were some like youth of today, but but you there was splintering in that time period, the late '90s, that I think separated it, and maybe we didn't see a reformation
4: <laughs> till like the late 2000s, even. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, think about the early aughts. There was Hellfest bands. And there were posi numbers bands. Sure. Right. I mean, think about it. Few that crossed over, but that was few. Like American Nightmare, no warning. Yep. I mean, 18 Visions wasn't getting the call to play posi numbers.
2: No. Reach the Sky played to both arms. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny because they were one that was like, oh, sonically, they're probably more posi numbers band, but they probably have more fans at Hellfest, (laughs) which is weird, you know? Um, Yeah. No warning, cl- kind of clearly more a Posse Numbers band in sound, but we're getting huge reactions at Hellfest. Yeah. The hey, hey, hey. band who was, you know, equal foots in both, if you actually think about it. Because um, sonically, maybe they appealed certainly by the
4: LP more to a Hellfest crowd, but they were like Posse Numbers kids, you know? Right, right, right. It- but I mean, I think now, like, a United Blood is the perfect composite of both.
2: Well, and that's where we, I think, we start seeing that reformation. Where yeah, there's kind of a pullback, and um, and th- that's the first starts. I mean, yo, I, I also want to say that like the embrace of Code Orange and I Am King by the hardcore world was no small sign of like, oh, this is an embrace of of like metalcore, you know, and like heavy metalcore. Like, I think I Am King. People can, if somebody wants to call it a hardcore, I'm not going to argue, but like, that's very metallic. And they were fully embraced by hardcore at large for at least a few years. And that record, like that's one of the, that comes out 2013, I think. Right. Clearly one of the definitive records of hardcore of the time for the next several years to come. You know, um, Isaac, it's an interesting question for you because with Knocked Loose, your band's sound evolves, but you did very, very well. And it's almost like hardcore, you grew on hardcore. At first, there was almost this wholesale rejection, but you guys found your own way, and people loved your shit. And then hardcore kids kind of warmed to to it. Like, And not hardcore kids. I'm not trying to say there were not hardcore kids. Hardcore kids were there. but But hardcore at large. Hardcore at large was like, yeah. hey, you know what? This band, pretty cool. All right,
3: we're in. I think it, I think it ebbs and flows. Okay. You know, that, that, that ebbs and flows. I think that, uh, I think that some people g- still can't decide <laughs> whether they think we're whack or not. That means you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want everybody liking you. That's true. Very true. So, um, so yeah, where,
2: where do you, well, one is knocked loose a metal core band.
3: Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Is yeah. knocked loose a hardcore band. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. And that's right. Like, that's 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 the most important thing and when you say it and wear it loudly and you're striped like who who's going to say no you're not they're going to like yeah. strip your vote you know
3: <laughs> my favorite answer and i think i i think i gave this answer a couple of years ago when we were talking about a, a similar thing but it was like my favorite thing to do is the like uh is the um you know like well, what are you guys, you know, you guys aren't hardcore or whatever and I'm like, okay, well, we're a group of dudes that go to hardcore shows and listen to hardcore bands and take influence from hardcore bands when writing the music and you Break know, take hardcore band yeah, take our, <laughs> our hardcore bands out on tour. So, you're right. You tell me what we are. You know, it's like right. you tell you, you know, go for it. So, that's usually what I tell people is like Yo, like, what are you guys? I'm like, I don't know, man. You tell me, you know, like, yeah, what, I, you yeah. know, That's go for
2: it. Energy there. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm gonna back up here, Patrick.
4: Is he yeah. still here? Did he fall asleep? Is he? Uh,
1: no, no, I'm
4: here. He's, You're more of a metalcore guy than I am. Yeah, maybe. He's a. I, here's I, the thing, Tom.
3: I want to hear some Patrick hot takes I, I right will, now. I, I
2: want to I, see I, him I <laughs> get a take on the 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 splintering because. Tom, I think you got to witness it and we're like front row seat in there. And me and Patrick are sort of people who were on either sides of that splintering. You know, like he, when Ten Yard Fight, Hands Tied, and One King Down did a European tour, I was in your... I would have been there for two of the bands and Patrick would have been there for the other band. True. Do you see that? Could you see that line of timing? And do you kind of... Do you see where we kind of connect the dots and go, Hey, there was this sort of reformation kind of a more like, all right, yo, you know what? I do like Jane Doe hug from many people on the more hardcore side of things, uh, come the late aughts. And then, you know, as we moved forward, that's where there was more of a a reconnection.
1: You asking me or Tom,
2: you Tom's already talked on it.
1: Okay. So, uh, Firstly, let me just go off and say that I th- I really th- and Isaac could answer this. Isaac, if you don't mind, how old are you today? I'm 23 years old. 23. Okay. So I have to imagine that so much and I saw this online a little bit after we talked about it that so much of of our bigotry against uh metalcore is completely lost on a 23-year-old. Is that true, Isaac?
3: Um Yes and no, because for me personally, growing up in hardcore, especially being in Knocked Loose, a band that was, I guess you could say controversial, I I saw a lot of arguments against it. So I think it still exists, but maybe not anything to the extent of what it was in the past, you know?
1: Okay. Because, I mean, here's this is just from observation. Don't any of our listeners be angry? I... I, I'm not impassioned enough on the subject of metalcore to fight. It. Um, Add self-defense at
4: Instagram. <laughs>
1: here's, look, there's always going to be somebody that's in that middle space where they want to impress the old people more than they want to relate to the young people. And, or maybe they see themselves as old. Certainly when I was uh, 27, I thought of myself as old and hardcore. You know what I mean? And it's, 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 looking back on it, that's just, Patently not true. By the way, uh, pe- there's some really educated people I listen to that say "patently," and I do not like it at all. I like "patently."
4: That's never the um, yeah, because that's a patent. You get a patent. Do you yeah, feel but more apparently sure because your name isn't Pate.
1: Uh, well, <laughs> some Patriot smart people, Some smart people just say, uh, "You know, my name is spelled wrong on my computer." Like the little, like my login is. Uh, I noticed it yesterday, and I was like, "Damn, I feel <laughs> stupid." Anyway,
0: I'm going the, to Pate's
2: coffee today. <laughs>
1: so, uh, where was I at? Uh, something about, Oh, uh, uh, uh Peyton, 27 uh, years old, 20. Oh yeah. 27 years old. You think you're old. M- maybe you, uh, are at that time pushing against the young people stuff more than you do when you're even fucking in your thirties, you know, and you're late in your, your mid thirties. Like certainly by the time I hit 30 years old, I did I had no animosity towards young people shit you know like th- when I hear something that I don't like that I think is goofy I'm now old enough to understand that it's just it's just a a part of a spectrum that will either last or it will not last but it will certainly find its it find its own level and end up a part of the conversation but not the whole of the conversation but when you're in the middle of something, it's difficult not to see it as the whole of the conversation, right? Like, <clears throat> Bob, you and I have talked about it. Uh, when, I, when everything was American Nightmare, I dipped out, you know, yep. and, and, and that sort of, uh, yeah, but, but it, that will happen at different times in your life until you realize, oh, this is interesting because it will not last. And that's what makes it interesting. You know, that's what makes it a culture, to be totally honest.
2: So, yes, the rise and fall, I, and understanding that inevitably nothing lasts forever.
1: For sure. And, and all of them just become part of the tapestry. Like, I think that punk, like punks, punks, they, they, the old head punks maybe understand this better than hardcore kids. Uh, because hardcore, it, 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 we, we're talking about its variety right now, but it's, it's a bit more codified than, than perhaps punk is. So it's, uh, but I think that we're late to understanding, Oh, metalcore, um, you know uh, even deathcore now we've talked about it a million times deathcore shares i don't mean any of my ideological values i mean musical values i don't understand it it's yes. garbage music to me right there's not nothing yeah. redeeming in it however i'm fully understanding that that's just going to that's just the world passing me by that one missed me right <laughs> yes. and and in you know,
2: 10 years it will feel a lot closer than it did does right now or
4: did 10 years ago yeah, no, right. Yeah. Put it this way: there's there was a guy in 1987 that was like, yeah, that guy Mike Ferraro started a metal band, and yeah. like, you know what I mean? Mike from Death Before Dishonor started a metal band, and it was Judge,
1: yeah. right? Yep.
4: Because yeah, it's I, a huge change that you're not used to. Yep.
1: Yes, exactly, and and that's that's just what I got. So, but there is an age, and I thought uh, we appropriately uh, complimented Isaac for avoiding this period of his life, because to be honest, he's in it right now. 23 by my memory is the age that all of my peers became total fucking snobs, you know, and snobs about shit that they had no right to claim. You know, like it's like (laughs) people thinking that they're cool because they're listening to age of quarrel rather than, I don't even know. Fucking. uh, Yeah which now these things are the same fucking thing, you know? (laughs) So it's laughable. It's laughable. So, but it it is, uh, at a certain age, I remember getting in fights on message boards when people would say end of year, wasn't a hardcore band. I'd jump in and say, fuck your mother. And like, that's ridiculous (laughs) because it, to my ear, it still is, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother arguing with a single living human being about that sort of shit. I should also say, while I am just ranting that, There is a a phenomenon like, for example, the kid from Attila uh, being at least uh, literate in hardcore is of no surprise to me because the fact of the matter is I look at myself and I'm a guy who's been listening to pretty much every type of guitar music since middle school. When I started going to the public library, I still look at myself as highly limited because I really like hardcore too much. You know what I mean? I, I really like it. I find myself when checking out new music, the new music that I'm most interested in is hardcore music. Now, nothing wrong with that, except it, I haven't had what you'd call a hundred percent balanced diet. And I don't presume based on his music that the kid from Attila does have a balanced diet, but it it is to say that there's many people that they listen to this podcast, which is pretty exclusively about hardcore. And it is the tiniest part of their, of their actual listening menu, you know? And I, and I think that that's completely healthy. I'm not mad at that either. No, it's,
2: I mean we might look at it with with admiration in certain aspects. For
1: sure, I do because I'm that motherfucker that can't get out of my own way. The, the fucking drug church record, like I'm still barking. You understand? Like, Yo, I, like I'm still in a lane.
2: For the podcast I do with Pete Hilton, it's so funny because he's he's still tied in the wool hardcore kid as much as me, and we're doing we're we listen to mostly not hardcore stuff tom every single record we're like this record's too long song's too long it's too long everything's too long (laughs) we're all like fuck you know like a four minute song like wrap it up b no yeah four minute song i'm like yo i'd cut this part there's no reason for this and it's like yo asshole not every
4: song has to be two
2: minutes you know
4: no but like three and a half is like when i'm my brain goes yeah it broke our brains but but here we are so and the, also with that sort of music like more civilian type music almost invariably the best songwriters come from punk and hardcore backgrounds yeah. i will die on that hill
3: thank you there's no, i, there, I, I, agree I mean you. there's so many motherfuckers like yo know, so many of these like in any style of music so many of these like producers or whatever these songwriters all have backgrounds in punk and hardcore because like, they know how to be synced. Yeah, it's crazy. Well,
0: and I, will say, think well, I think a-
1: it, it, it is rather cringe when those individuals want you to know that a lot.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I love it. I eat it up. I go, <laughs> so, oh, Pat, really? I would love to hear more.
4: <laughs> so, Pat, um, if you're referring to my boy Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie, <laughs> who just released a benefits evidence over the pandemic where he covers filler, and it's awesome – I'm going to swing on you next time I'm No, I you.
1: was not. I
4: it's <laughs> a good time for us to talk about the the benefit
2: single that Self defense is, is releasing that's a Doja Cat cover.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs> ben Gibbard <laughs> is uh, very far off my radar. He could he could be covering nearly anything and I I would find out years later. Um but uh, to answer your question, Bob, it was about the actual split. I went off on one instead of re- responding to your
0: It's okay. it, it, it good.
1: Good it, to it question. Uh <clears throat> Is the, is it, would you mind rephrasing it as though uh, we're at a spelling bee?
2: Think about that. Think about how that played to your sensibilities, both because of what you said where, like, yo, know, by the time your friends were 23, they were dickheads and, and, and fucking kind of snobbing. On the other side, when you were 17, the dudes who were 23 and snobbing were choosing sides, and that led you to some shit in your life and just rejecting stuff right
1: oh sure right yes. and, uh,
2: and, I, I, and, and like no that's not that different from from my world it was more like you know th- there was it wasn't as much snobbing but like seeing some shit that was real unappealing in my local area that was like oh i don't think i want to be well, wrapped Bob, up in that kind of shit
1: uh, i'm going to go off on another one i'll make this really short Please. um everybody in the sound of my voice and i hate to ruin this for people that are still laboring under a delusion, uh, but it would be wrong as we discussed earlier in the podcast for me to entertain your delusions and continue them. Um, nobody has benefited in any material way from having a strong opinion on what real grind core is. Nobody <laughs> in the world has ever, their family life's never gotten better.
3: I think I'm paid
1: speak for your fucking self, dude. <laughs> 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 they, they it, it, there's no way to explain to people well enough that it, these things that we care about, we don't, firstly, we don't actually care about, right? We don't care about them because as adults, it, there's look, uh, anything that I took a strong position on and in, in terms of a matter of taste, like earlier, uh foo fighters came up and I didn't go off on one. It, it's like it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You know
2: it's it doesn't like matter. times like these that you learn to live again,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it's that time. Um, so I, I want them incarcerated. Please send them to Guantanamo. <laughs> so the, the 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 point is that a lot of these like you know, is it hardcore? Is it metallic or is it metalcore? Is it metallic hardcore? Is it metal metal influenced hardcore? Yeah. It's, it's dorm conversation as we said earlier, but it can be fun to parse. And, and I think yeah. it's most fun actually when it's just, and we, sh- if, sorry, there was no pre pro for this fellas. We should just shoot some into the fucking, uh, into the world to see if Isaac has a different perspective than, Ooh. than the three of us.
4: Go for it. Good idea. So here's Go two that it. came up that people took, Sort of umbrage to it's great, work. and two, band, two bands that I mentioned, I think. But enjoy. I would like. Uh, so Isaac, where would you consider either or or both the Hope Conspiracy and incendiary metalcore bands?
3: Uh, I more so incendiary than uh, more so incendiary than HopeCon. How come? Ask. I think because they have more like. I think it's just because I think a lot of it is tempo with that one. For some reason, I you know, like I think Incendiary is playing at a way slower tempo. Sometimes they got some like slower start and stop breakdowns mm-hmm. um, that kind of make me lean that way. Um, but I think both can be defined as both. Um, uh, but for some reason, Incendiary makes me lean more metalcore. Yeah, uh, and I don't and mean that. Like a, yeah. Yeah, of course, it's not derogatory at all. Yeah. Um to me it's not. I mean, yeah, cuz actually me I I would say uh it's funny because the guitar player Brian hits me up, you know, sometimes because yeah. we have a lot of the same tastes. Uh and I think that I think that Incendiary and my band inclination kind of share similar influences, so I think that you can like yeah. make similar uh similar comparisons for both bands. But yeah, for Incendiary kind of leans metalcore core to me. Whereas Hope Hope Con, um I don't know. Hope con doesn't strike it to me. It it might be because there's i uh, you know, there's mosh parts there, but I think that uh like there's less like start and stop strictly metal stuff, you know, to me.
1: Okay. Yo, okay.
2: I, I want to ask real quick. Go ahead,
3: Pat. What are you gonna say?
1: No, no, no. I was gonna do a lightning round where we all go. So yeah, you, yeah, you let's do that. that. Go, go
3: really for fun. it. I'll and, go. I'll go faster too.
2: We should do it hardcore, metalcore, just easy answer, and then we can deliver it really quick yep. on the Hope con incendiary thing. At the time, and I was nineteen, twenty, nineteen, in two thousand one. I guess I uh, I would have said HopeCon. Yeah, like metalcore. They were fringing. They were kind of hardcore, but kind of metalcore but now like firmly hardcore and the sure. incendiary i see some of those metal lead leanings and sonically for sure but because of the time frame and the way every peripheral about the band like it's it's easier for me to say hardcore band on them because of the way hardcore has evolved and like sonically how much more like how much more frequent metal influences are there just across the board in hardcore now. So, and um, more extreme, yeah. yeah and it's, it's really, it's, it's fucking fascinating. i love to hear it. All right, Pat, guide us through some lightning round.
1: Okay, now let's go Bob, Tom, Isaac, okay? Great. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's start with one that I think is actually, nah, well, I won't even give my opinion. Kickback. Metalcore. Metalcore.
3: Metalcore,
4: yeah.
1: Fury of Five,
4: Metalcore. Um, Metalcore just because they're oh, sorry, I broke their own rules <laughs> to the own game. You,
2: after, after, after everybody gives it, you should we can have room for deliberation. Isaac,
3: hard hardcore.
4: Tom, okay. what were you gonna
3: say? Just because there's metal leads,
4: and I think, um, I mean they're closer to like Biohazard, say right. Yeah. Biohazard is not really – they're probably more metalcore than anything. You know what I mean? They're not like – I look at it like AF. Like if if you're like – so like Victim in Pain is like that line to me. You know what I mean? Like something like that or like a Sick of It All record or whatever that's kind of like, does this sound like this? Well, then it's not really straight hardcore. It's more – Whatever, whether it be fucking thrash, it's hard, you know, or it's metalcore, whatever. I think they're like these certain, like to me, Age of Quarrel is, is a metalcore record. Thank you. Cause it sounds like fucking Motorhead and fucking has metal leads. Like
1: yeah, it's, it's just a totally favorite. different metal. It's a totally different totally metal different that guy. was being pulled from. It I, is think,
4: like, yo, here, I think, like, yo, here's my take Best Wishes is just
2: straight up a heavy metal record. That's a fact. Absolutely.
3: I think judging by if we're going by what. Like the way that Tom just said, and you know, Patrick, you backed him up on that. I think that everything that Patrick is about to say, we're we should all say metalcore. Then you know, I think it gets easy maybe to define. I mean,
4: that's my own opinion. Yeah,
3: no, 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 for sure, for sure.
2: So, so real quick on Fury, to me, the metal leads, the song structures, and the way they're built—they are heavy. But even in that, like the hard parts, they there's there's a percussive percussive element that. Feels distinctly more metal leaning to me than hardcore, but like you know, it, that's that's where personal and and like yo, the lens of time shapes that greatly. So, yeah, yep. Pat, continue.
1: Uh, okay. Um, or if you so had I'm something gonna that's one, cool. I'm going to give you one that seems e- that seems easy, I think, and then I'm going to give you a follow up, and I want you to compare and contrast them in your head before you answer. Okay, <clears throat> candy.
2: Hardcore. 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 Really?
1: Then this, maybe this is, uh, this isn't hard for you guys at all. Akulu.
3: Hardcore. 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 Yeah. But I see where you're going with this. I think so, they're yeah. Both, I, to,
0: yeah.
1: I, I think, I think you can make a strong argument that they're both metalcore. Yep. <laughs> you absolutely can. And, and I, here's, here's the difference for me. Uh, I was, I thought you guys were going to, I thought I had you trapped to be honest. No. <laughs> I th- I thought you were going to say that Candy was a metalcore act, and I, I and thought Akulu you were going to say that because of cancer. the more chaotic parts, right? Yeah, no. And then yeah. I was going to bust out Akulu and say, explain to me how Akulu's leads are far more metal than Candy's.
2: Their and- leads are far more metal, and their song structures, they've got longer songs. Candy's got, like, especially on everything up to uh, the LP, Candy's song structures are fucking efficient and brief, you know, like... They're cruising, you know, like how many songs does Candy have over two minutes long?
1: Oh, you not know? many, I don't A handful and,
2: and if Kulu's metal, then killing time is metal. Well, it, well, here's the thing. So so I'll bring this to you guys. A band we
3: didn't <laughs> that's a that's a, that's a cool statement. But, but killing killing time, killing, time, killing time Metalcore band. Well, well right,
2: they're, they're metallic hardcore, right? And they have these strong but like the icemen are their song structures are so they are they are primordial metallic metal hardcore. Yes, but you can call them metal metal metalcore, but it's metal hardcore. But they're they're they don't lean musically like some of the drumming. It doesn't hit the extremes that most metalcore does.
1: Oh, you uh, know this is, where, this is where we're getting all fucked up because uh yes, but I think that if we start like. Okay, so
2: well, no. no net- see see what, what what you're doing here. What I want to pull back, like, yo, metal and hardcore and metal and punk have always had these weird mutant babies, right? Like, o- we've always. seen it. Cor- we don't. Uh, the band I was gonna say is Coc. of Conformity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that that just predates the 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 crossover shit, which like yo like cause AF cause for alarm. Like, I love it and it's metal leads all over the fucking place and like solos and this and that and like yes there's is that a 50-50 metal and hardcore record yeah probably actually but like it's pretty metal there's a lot of metal going on there but what I call AF a metalcore band nah not from that record I would
4: like to take back rescind my Chromag's Age of Coral is a metalcore record because I do not want to get assassinated at the first show I'm allowed to go back to well, um, If it'd have metal, metal, like, leaning. Dude, but, if we're
2: Go ahead, Isaac.
3: Oh no, I was just gonna say if you know we were playing this little game with with Patrick. Yeah, which um, was fun. If uh, you know, I, I want to you know kind of exempt you know kind of just make the ru- make sure the rules are all good. If I say hardcore, is that including the phrase metallic hardcore?
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do that for sure. Because yeah, yeah I mean, so here is the thing, Tom. You are not crazy for that, like Age of Quarrel has so much like the age of quarrel has more in common with motorhead and discharge than it does and, and you throw in bad brains probably and and like venom than it does like minor threat or youth of today or sure. like a lot of things that we put in the canonical hardcore hardcore category but it's like it, yeah but like that's where it's sort of like we talk about where does the term metal core get birthed or where do we like trace it back? You know, there's all these roots things, but like, then you go, okay, when metal core kind of becomes codified, where, where can we trace it to? Cause I don't think it's COC and I don't think it's, you know, discharge going hair metal. It's, it's a little later on in the timeline and they're all pulling and going, yo, we like it when metal goes punk. I think we all like, I think, when hardcore goes metal, when punk goes metal, if it's done right, it's fucking
4: awesome, you know? Right. When it's done poorly. Woof. Right.
1: Yeah. So Tom had uh, a story. Hold on. Oh yeah, go.
4: So just very, very briefly. I you know, this exact conversation. So and like I forget when the fuck it was. I was probably 22. like and I had this conversation saying that like when there was this giant schism between you know, like the fucking faster hardcore bands you know the four punches tenure fights and everything and then like you know us and like you know harvey like all of our side you know of the metalcore side and like i was we played cbs one day and i made this speech about like we're all fucking hardcore kids like you know fucking chrome have metal parts and um a person who's still around he's an older fella known for stage diving um told a a friend of mine that like he was gonna beat me up the next time i was at a show (laughs) okay (laughs) Just throwing it out there, twenty four years later, he adds me on every social media page. Still, he's never fought me. Okay, um, I don't think he knows who I am, but he was going to fight me for the uh, for the Cro-Mags honor.
2: Well, maybe oh. maybe he learned he maybe he learned over time that you were right because, like, oh yo, they got tons of metal all over it. Like,
1: or, or Bob, or, yeah. or he's playing the long game.
4: Oh. What is he going to wait till he's sixty to try to fight me? Yeah, he's going to. He, he might have twenty-two-year-old Tom might have maybe been a little too worried to fight a New York hardcore guy like that. Me, you're ready. See ya. Let's, let's go.
2: <laughs> he might be working on his gains. It's just been a long, slow battle. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, sure. No, I, 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 and I think it's a fun. This is the fun conversation of it because, like, yo, people. Like it's almost like the festival conversation, and like when people are like, "I don't like things," you know, like everything's a festival. I'm like, "Well, actually, like you can pull up flyers from hardcore fests in the mid '80s and this and that. It's the same thing. You could pull up flyers, sure. yeah, right. And and like you could pull up flyers where there's metallic hardcore or metalcore in like 1984." you know so like yeah. we get it
4: people um did you see just before we, there was someone posted the um the 1991 super bowl which was like the one with like af sick of it all girl whistles, the way they filmed the the Video. the, the yeah. in effect tape whatever yeah. so good so like the things that always blow my mind about that there was 12 bands on it mm-hmm. it started at 8:30 mm-hmm. at night yeah all right yo those blow my mind like all right a, a quick
2: aside because i want to get back to the fun game isaac and yeah, Patrick, And Tom, you guys have all played festivals and bigger shows. Yeah. For a show with more than 10 bands playing, what is the right time that the first band goes on? Noon. All right. Isaac? Did you say more than 10 bands? Let's let's say 10 to 12 bands.
3: Two.
4: Okay. Patrick?
1: I can't disrespect those early bands. It's got to be 5 p.m. no matter what.
4: And I, I think what time, if you're a headliner, what time do you want to go on? Eleven?
1: I mean, I would just have the agent say, we'll we'll we'll, we'll be passing on this event.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the latest what's the latest set time you guys have had? Two uh, thirty?
1: Yeah, probably probably two 2- AM. Yep. Europe? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. No, it
3: was it was the uh the loose code orange armsway vein oh, after show
2: right, yeah, in
3: chicago yeah
2: oh boy oh that was wild
3: the one that was at the metro yeah i think i think if i'm not mistaken i think we went on around between two two thirty i think code orange went on around three three thirty fuck
2: patrick what's the latest you ever played
1: probably two thirty um uh, uh european festivals
4: yeah all, all right like, like, of, of the squat pretty- variety Oh, okay, we played 3 a.m. in Spain. All the shows started at midnight.
1: Yes, they do. And Way we load out. on us, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs>
4: all right, Pat,
2: bring us back. Yeah, get us, get okay, us back. First, I minute. just
1: want to say, and we don't have to get in on the weeds on this, but if 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 you can make an argument for the Ice Men being Metalcore, which you weren't, but if, if if you, which I think you could, now that I'm thinking about it, um, yep. then you have to immediately examine uh, all of Cleveland, which we have but then you also have to get even into crown of thorns in my opinion. So th- th- there's a, oh. a lot of different places to go from there of accusing everybody no, of being metalcore. No, crown
0: of thorns,
2: it's Crown of Thorns is metallic hardcore. Um Cleveland's so interesting cuz we talk about it. Like it's like yo, integrity hardcore, ringworm metalcore. Yeah. And and there's okay. times when you could literally like take tracks from each band and mix them up on a mixtape and be like no no same band.
3: Just just to quickly just to quickly elaborate, you can even do one word answer. Uh if we say hardcore that includes metallic hardcore, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool.
4: PK okay. Bring it, Pat.
1: dead guy.
2: Metalcore. Yeah. Metal- I'm sorry, Bob. No no metalcore. Metalcore.
1: I don't know. I I I always take the position that they are, but only by virtue of the fact that I don't have a better title. I don't think they actually are. Um, but
4: they're as close to black flag as we can get. A lot of times,
1: yeah. yeah.
4: It, but the weird black flag.
1: Yeah, it's uh, for our listeners. Uh, some of you just have never given Dead Guy a shot because maybe you lumped it in under victory stuff. And, and I please, know
3: big, please big, give it a shot.
1: Yeah, please <laughs> give, please him a give it a we up, shot. We big up, we big up Dead Guy a lot. And there's a reason for that. I want to
3: say that. it's
2: black Flag-ish post Slayer. Okay. You know I mean? I'm not yeah, saying it's post yeah. oh, it's, <laughs> it's the coolest yeah, shit I've that. ever heard.
1: <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's, not, got
2: it's got the frantic energy. It feels unhinged. It's but there's not a
1: ton of there's not a ton of uh, like like me riffs. Do you no, know no,
2: that no, 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 no. Just, just more more <laughs> guitar tone. Because think about black flag <laughs> and the guitar sound, and like how when they end up getting weird like anything you could you could use my war guitar riffs. you could use my war as a template there because then the the later stuff you just get into like Greg Ginn trying to tune to ELO you know what i mean like it's it's just such an odd sound that that dead by dead guys sonic nature is so much more abrasive than the recorded output of black flag when they're in their later more manic content wise it's it's hard for me to compare them just because i think like yo, I, that's that's my shit i love my war is the only one that that the sound on recording feels like it matches the energy of how insane and intense it felt whereas dead guy it's like no no they they nailed they they've honed it in right here
1: okay are you ready yes this is a complete and i'm sure many of our listeners recognize that this is a, a space that we don't go very often and i don't think it's disrespect i think it has to do with a certain level of ignorance on all our parts but tell me if i'm wrong fellas bury your dead
2: i mean metalcore yeah it's it's metalcore unfamiliar it's it's metalcore. It's,
1: it's metalcore oh see i disagree entirely that's interesting I, I just think that's mosh music and i don't think mosh music is necessarily metalcore i i but there's
2: the mosh movie. music that's breakdown, and there's mosh music that's bury your dead.
1: You know well, what I then, mean. Well, then where's Hatebreed? Uh, Metallic hardcore. right in
2: the middle, and I I would say, oh, in in 2000, I'm saying metalcore. Uh, now I,
3: hardcore.
1: <clears throat> see, that's interesting. I think it's squarely metalcore. If, if if bury your dead is metalcore, then Hatebreed is metalcore plus. It's a-
3: to me it depends on the record because early metalcore uh excuse me early hate breed didn't really have the noty riffs no, it, it and, didn't. or the leads but, but and ride, and
1: 100 it is metalcore. yeah
3: yeah i'd say that the early hate breed records uh i would call metallic hardcore just because mm-hmm. they didn't have anything super complex or noty, but as soon as it got noty, i would say metalcore
1: yeah yeah okay let's see what else? What else can I can I? Do
4: you have a metalcore list in front of you that you looked up on Wikipedia or something? Pat?
1: Yeah, originally I was going off of,
4: up. Sub, of sub in for me, Patrick. Uh, converge,
2: metalcore,
1: metalcore, metalcore.
2: Um, uh, threadbare, metalcore.
1: Yeah, there's. I don't want to use that word simply because it's unlike so much metalcore, but it is metalcore.
4: I'm gonna say Metalcore too, yeah. It's own lane of Metalcore, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um all else failed.
4: Metalcore. Metalcore.
3: Metalcore.
2: Yeah. Damnation A D. Metalcore.
3: Yeah. Metalcore, yeah.
4: <laughs> Man, Metalcore
1: rules everything. <laughs> metalcore is pretty cool. So so you're okay. either
3: invest youth of today or you're a
4: metalcore band. My, okay. It's my fucking
3: awesome.
1: That's code orange.
4: Code orange. Oh,
3: metalcore.
4: metalcore.
2: Okay. metalcore earth crisis metalcore
3: hmm.
1: I I don't that's still 90s mosh to me that's hard I don't know if it's metalcore
3: dude I'm going to say we can't I, get to, I, I, I'm going to
4: say metalcore yeah dude, we can't metalcore. get to like dirt metal in 90s mo- we we have to like keep some semblance
3: of a cover genre <laughs> I'm I'm going to say metalcore there yeah think about the song structures bro and the tempos, yeah, the tempos too, is a big thing because they because all of Earth Crisis is a good portion of their old stuff are all like slower tempo.
1: Yeah, but but okay,
3: hold on. Firestorm uh, is the mosh part from Rain
1: and Blood. Uh, I get that, but so Slayer Metalcore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so they went for that for a while, though. Patrick, no, <laughs> let's hear it. this is this is the this is like Patrick separating from his body and looking at
0: himself.
1: (laughs) no I'm just I I just think it's interesting because you guys now I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to Isaac because uh he plays an instrument and I don't so I'll let him live on things like tempos but I don't I'm not with you guys that you can totally just give a pass to hardcore bands that have obvious metal leads non-stop just because they also have a punk beat you know what i mean like so Met- different though, it, by dude. that by that measure metallica is a fucking hardcore band
2: no. well no because <laughs> the big difference too like look at the lengths of most earth crisis songs especially once they get into the albums you know what i mean like they're just longer song they're they're metal song structures you know what i mean and i don't say that in any sort of shaming way i actually think i actually think they do a good example of like hey we're using almost more purely metal strong song structures to build out these longer songs and adding in hardcore parts and this and that than than most do in their world that said like it's it's
1: there's a, you gonna, there's a lot
2: do you want to say hardcore band
3: there's yeah. I want to know what you Where think. You
1: at, Pat? Um, that's if. So that's, wait, we are counting metal influenced hardcore bands. Is that the thing?
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Well that's then
1: hardcore. Yeah. Then yes. Sure.
2: <laughs> All right. Rise and fall. Tom, you start.
4: I would say hardcore.
1: Mm, no, I can't. That's metalcore.
3: Isaac. That. That's a that's probably the toughest one. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh hardcore on this one. Okay. Actually. Yeah.
1: Okay. How did hold on, wait, 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 wait. How did I just get killed on Earth Crisis for tempo and song length and rise and fall is getting a pass? It, what are we talking hold on. about here? Hold on.
2: We'll, we'll do we'll do some side by side uh guys debate for a second
1: okay um while i confess that uh there's perhaps less metal riffing like riffing traditional riffing and that rise and fall often goes for more of like an open like tony sort of thing on occasion yeah i think your options at that point are what to be so specific that we call it dark melodic hardcore
0: <laughs> well, well yo it, 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 it's, all
2: right ready for this patrick yes we're going to compare earth crisis destroy the machines okay yep and rise and fall into oblivion okay uh track
1: times on into oblivion 230
2: 213 324 149 225 236 244 232 251 last song 537 destroy the machines 348 316 312 253 347 309 250 256 351
1: 429 so you got three songs on there that are out of pocket but otherwise you're within 20 seconds of each other on No no
2: no 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 every there, you have one you don't have a single song on the Earth Crisis record that's below 250.
1: Right, but but and half you have of those, uh, all songs were 2 240, 250, et cetera. No, et cetera. 230,
2: 213. They have a 324. They have a 251 and they have mm-hmm. a 537 closer. So one two songs out of 10 on the Rise and Fall record cross into the shortest song and destroy the machines now i'm not that's not everything clearly because i also am open to conversations about rise and fall metallic hardcore metalcore i think i think they wouldn't be bothered by either by the way I don't. Yeah. Think,
1: just for the record i don't think a single band we're talking about should it should no 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 no, of-
2: no, 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 no. All, but, yeah. but i do want to say like that structural difference like the length of the song like there's stuff having to happen there when they're putting these songs together. And I bet like, as we look at the rise and fall records, I bet the, the, our our circle is vicious, has some longer songs. And then by the time they get to faith,
3: no, actually they, they tighten it up a little bit there. Um, I think I, a lot of it for me is, uh, not only the, the speed of it, but uh, a lot of the, uh, the open, the like open guitar chords. I think that there's, I can hear the, the punk, yeah. In uh, Into Oblivion, uh, more than I can on the uh, on the Earth Crisis record because there's a bunch of like stop and start kind of mosh parts on Earth Crisis. Yes, you know that's that's a that's that's one reason I was kind of leaning that way with yep. that.
2: Isaac, this is a good question. I think the use of speed um, is different in certain hardcore versus metal or metallic or metalcore, and and you know some of that tempo stuff really makes a difference. And obviously, speaking as a non instrumental. Um, I always find it interesting how that plays differently in the structures of things.
3: Yeah, for sure. And it's also different because like there might be a slow band. uh, It's, it's rare that, that earth crisis does that kind of like faster skank beat with open guitar chords. Yeah. It's it's very, it's very rare. Um, You know, they're usually doing a bunch of like, you know, kind of like, slower slower tempos and also the you know halftime beats with kind of notey stuff yeah. in between it and creative guitar stuff um whereas i'd say that rise and fall had like i said before has a bunch of like open guitar has a bunch of kind of punk yeah Gallop, you know kind of, th- yeah kind. there's a bunch of stuff on that rise and fall record that's kind of punkish but like played through a fucking crazier tone yeah you know yeah. So,
2: all right, um, Pat, you're, you're you you okay over there?
1: I mean, uh, listen, I don't have any sort of, I don't have a feeling about metalcore being bad. I like, no. no. uh, obviously, no. I like some. I I clearly
3: don't. Yeah. You know, okay. about <laughs> it. All right, Shy Halud.
1: Okay, Melodic Hardcore, one hundred percent.
4: Yeah, I don't see them as metalcore either.
1: They claim to be metalcore. They're not. They,
3: no. They Hold on. They I- have.
1: There's no metal uh, band that sounds like them.
3: Um I'm I'm going to say metalcore because that's what I've always associated them with personally. Yeah. But but I want what well, Bob what's your take on that?
2: Uh metalcore, but like I have to be really honest, the last time I really I mean, yo, they are much more melodic than than they take and and here's the thing. There is a world of music that I would largely call metalcore that refers to it as melodic hardcore that is in the vein of Shai Halud.
1: Yes.
3: Yeah.
2: So, you know, the, it's, it's, they really well, we created their own theme of that stuff.
3: Shai Hulud's Shai Halud's like biggest old song literally begins with like a digga, digga, dun, digga, digga dun, like create yeah. like a, like a, a metalcore, tried and true metalcore breakdown. Um, and, um, they, as and they, as they as call themselves
1: metalcore, but here's my counter argument is that uh, they're hyper melodic and not like the melodic metal that th- there's so when I think, of Oh, the, they're like,
3: way more creative in yeah, my opinion.
1: I mean, yeah. also like just take the, take like the Gothenburg stuff, right? Like it, it, that's considered melodic. Yeah. Shai it Hulu does not
3: sound like that. No, right.
1: It doesn't sound anything like that. So I, I, I honestly think that those are metal leads, but it has more in common with like RX bandits.
2: No, I, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think that that's one of the most unique parts about trilude, uh, is, they are a metalcore band who's more who's closer to melodic punk music than they are a lot of other metalcore or hardcore the propaganda shai
3: Shai halud has such a crazy um a crazy tale like a crazy influence because i would say that while you guys are making the argument that they're melodic hardcore um i'd say that for them like let's say they're influenced by propaganda. It goes Shy Halud and then like down the line 7 Angels, 7 Plagues and Misery Signals are both looking to Shy Halud for influence and mm-hmm. then bands like August Burns Red are looking oh. to Misery Signals for influence. So, so it's like yeah. down the line the so, yeah, yeah, I think there's huge metalcore bands now that are like tried and true metalcore bands like August Burns Red, you know, who are like very much, you know, like modern metalcore, nody metal leading metalcore that listened to Shai Hulud. Okay. You know, and at I the mean, same time, at the same time, Shai Hulud was probably taking influence from like punk bands and stuff like yeah, that. So yeah, no question.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, a couple more here. Zabalba. Metalcore.
0: metalcore. I would
4: say, yeah. Yeah. Metalcore. Patrick. I mean, they, if different
3: people, they're a metal band. Bam. Yeah. Patrick. Yeah. That's, that's cool. almost straight metal. <laughs> that's almost yeah. straight metal. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm calling that a metalcore band.
3: Okay, VOD.
4: Fuck.
2: Tom, kick it off. One
4: word answers, guys, and then deliberate. I mean, if it's
3: hardcore or metalcore, it's metalcore. Okay.
1: Yeah. If the, if those are our only options, I got to say, the same. real binary. I know
3: we hate that. It yeah. Yeah. I I'd, I'd say metalcore, but I mean, fucking butt rock core. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I think some of the early chains <laughs> core. You know, fucking.
4: Oh, I mean, they got pretty. Yeah. But like the early stuff like was a huge influence on 18 visions and poison the well. Like you asked those dudes, that's
3: where they got. That's that one's tough though. Cause there's a, there's a lot of hardcore in there too. Well, there's, I,
1: there's... I also think this conversation is nuts because if you asked me on any given day, would I consider poison the well metal core? I'd probably say no.
3: What do you think they are?
1: What's that?
4: What do you think they are?
1: I think that that's also that like kind of melodic metal influenced hardcore, but it, I would not reach to metalcore. Metalcore to me, like, there's just like it's like called snapcase metalcore. No, okay,
3: hold on, hold on, hold on. It's really weird that you could hear the nerdy breakdown and not right, say that's metalcore. My God. <laughs> <M-M-R>. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If if, like, so, if someone's go, if there's a breakdown that kind of sounds like digga digga den digga digga den I'm like yeah, okay yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, it's it's worth noting that I became only con- I was only able to be convinced that Norma Jean was metalcore the last couple of years and if you had asked me before that I would have said that's Moshcore, 100
3: that is that is. The funniest – you've said Moshcore a couple of times on this podcast, and I have yet to understand it. <laughs> so, like, here's the thing. I think
2: Patrick – and Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, Tom, you and I and Isaac would probably all put what Patrick's defining as Moshcore under the broad umbrella of Metalcore. Yes. And yes. Patrick, I think you are separating that out as kind of this like third sibling.
1: Yeah, I, I am. But I mean for the purposes of this argument, I'll I'll you, have You'll, you'll
2: defer. You. Okay. Uh one king down.
4: Metalcore.
1: Yeah, if these are only options, then metalcore for sure.
4: Metalcore. But okay. okay. would you? I mean, if there was another, if there was a third option.
1: Uh, yeah. If listen, this is why Bob and I get into it all the time because I think new school is a valid fucking genre tag. I I, I mean, I mean
0: here's
2: the thing: if you said One King Down, like I was expecting Patrick to go hardcore. If we're saying
3: metallic hardcore, no counts. But length 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 of song, yeah. metal metal leads, yep. like fucking there, there is hardcore in there is hardcore in there like they have sure. faster parts that are like skank parts but like yeah. a, there's a lot of metal in that yeah
2: thing. I, like know, a lot I know i know i think but i think i think there's a part of patrick's 16 year old basketball jersey wearing heart that's a little little Bent on that. I uh, love I, that.
1: Listen, I love Metalcore. I'm a Zao fan. I like them yeah. even until they're whack records. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no. Me
3: and Patrick, me and Patrick like living sacrifice. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't come out. No, <laughs> <not, I'm> <laughs> I, I, I think it's, it's,
2: it's I think that the <laughs> definitions are funny. Um twitching tongues. Metalcore.
4: Metalcore. Yeah, only
1: options are metal or hardcore, or uh, metalcore or hardcore. One hundred percent metalcore.
4: If there were if it was an, un, it was a ever expanding list of genres. What would you consider? Um, twitching tongues. There's something. There's there's a
2: there's a heavy like there's a heavy world like like where Life of Agony and Only Living Witness. Yep. Like there's yeah. this yep. vein of stuff that, and now there's a lot more contemporary stuff that that's apocalypse. Right and there's all these bands that have taken kind of those cues and and I, I, you know that it is it's different world and it's like it's not even totally a core but twitching tongues has a lot of you know a lot of metalcore and hardcore and that so yeah yeah it's uh it was I thought that was a fun one um let's see
4: marauder
1: I knew you were going to say it. Weird. Uh, obvious metalcore. Okay.
4: The progenitors of
3: metalcore. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's uh beginning. that's metalcore for sure. <laughs>
2: that this is on our that's what I call metalcore comp. Um
4: okay. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to th- When pop punk bands do metalcore covers. Okay. Um Fall of Troy, early November. <laughs> fall of Troy, I have never heard I of don't that.
2: mean either. I was trying to go for uh uh EVR uh punch discs right there.
3: Um I feel like they're like noodly weird shit. I don't can I, know. Can I, can I make a, a side note yeah, here? Yeah, please. Really yeah, quick. Please. Uh, another really interesting conversation to have. We were talking about, we've been talking about metalcore this whole time, but the term post-hardcore mm. is another crazy term that has so much loaded in it, you know, because it's like, when you think of post-hardcore, it's like, okay, you might think like quicksand yep. and like Fugazi and stuff like that, but- When I first heard the term post hardcore, it was all bands that were in the like Seosin, Circa, Survive, Sleeping with Sirens. Yeah, that's what I thought post hardcore was for the longest time, and I think that's so funny as well. Yeah, and I I think that's so funny,
1: Isaac. I think that's post Thursday post hardcore is what that's called. That makes
3: total
2: sense. Yeah, It's, it's a really yeah it's it's a whole thing, honestly. Um i mean i think i think that's it Do you have any other ones anybody want to throw
4: out a name oh okay refused i mean it depends on like when in their
1: history uh, uh, no (laughs) no (laughs) tom are you i'll let you finish i'm sorry go on
4: thanks kanye (laughs) um no, they're metalcore. Good. Fuck it. Okay. Patrick.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> um they started as a metalcore group.
2: Okay. Isaac.
3: Then they became uh, uh, metalcore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. The there's record. like a It's like a lot of when I think of refuse, I I think of like alt rock jump up and down riffs.
1: Yeah, the, the, the where, listen. Yeah. This is where I'm going. They started as an Earth Crisis clone, and I don't consider Earth Crisis Metalcore except for the purpose of this conversation. So whatever Earth Crisis is, they are by virtue of the fact that they were just essentially a fucking overseas clone. However, then they became fucking uh, Burton Snowcore, uh, and that's how they ended their career.
4: Hey, Pat, I'd rather be dead than have this conversation.
1: I feel that.
3: We should do some, before we end. We should do some new bands. Yeah, too. I'm so be, like, that's I like that. Interesting.
2: Let me throw some in here. Let me do one while we're because it'll give me time to figure it out. Uh, Snapcase. This
1: is my Post point. Hardcore. This is my point. There's got to be a third category.
3: <laughs> that's Straight that that, that I think I think or or metalcore. I think Snapcase falls into more post-hardcore than anything, in my opinion. But uh, you want to do uh, Pat? How about we do hardcore, metalcore, other for now? Okay, for
4: other. So, saying, other, you know,
3: stab cases, other yeah. for me.
4: I mean, because yeah, they're fucking helmet riffs with fucking deedle deedle over it. Yep, <laughs> is that, Isaac. Do you want to bring us the names here? I'll give you one. Weird. Um, uh, God's hate, metalcore, Troycore.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. And I was going to bring up Stigmata, but I didn't want to put myself in a position. Um, uh, you know what? That's fucking tough, man. Because uh, God's hate to me doesn't sound like the. There's not a lot of metal in those song structures to me. There might be some metal riffs, but there's the way that those songs go. I don't consider metal.
3: It's um, Haybreed and Marauder.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's what it.
3: I think. I think yeah, that that's actually a really good analysis. It's, 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 I mean, it, that's legitimately what it is. I mean, they did uh, an EP that's like five Hate Breed covers. Wait, it's awesome. That's <laughs> true.
1: I think it's, I think the, the songs roll way different than both of those bands. Uh, Certainly way different than Hate Breed to me. Um, Maybe a lot of Marauder, though. Uh,
2: okay. All right.
1: Metalcore.
3: And Isaac, what did you say? Um, I'd say they're Metalcore. Yeah. Uh, nails.
1: Yeah, metalcore. Metalcore. Yeah, metalcore.
3: That that gets into crusty territory. It yeah, yeah exactly. you I get get it might have been territory too um, full of hell. Metalcore. I mean, me, metalcore, but I mean, yeah, I see, metalcore. Metal now, but metalcore. Vain. Metalcore metalcore, 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 metalcore. metalcore, yeah. Yeah, I have to agree.
2: I want to get some ones that kind of like. Okay, here's here's a midway eternal sleep. Uh,
1: I mean that to me is much closer to the dictionary definition of metal influenced hardcore. But for the purpose of this conversation, I'll say metalcore.
4: Interesting. Okay.
3: No, I agree with Pat. For once, yeah, I'm I'm with that too. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, I, you know, they, you know they, what I think you know they what I think, they think
2: the they've just slightly dialed their integrity to a little bit more metal.
3: I think that the most interesting one that we were talking about, I think it came up on the podcast last week, was uh Mind Force is a very, very interesting one. Oh, oh super interesting. All it, right. Isaac let's
1: do it. I'm Isaac, I'm gonna go pee while you please educate these guys because I got shouted down last time.
3: Yeah. Okay, so he was he was talking about um because patrick went for that they were metalcore or at least he was making that argument um and uh i think it's because i mean and i like i said i've heard you know uh a uh, uh, some stuff about you know the background of that band and where they came from and a bunch of those bands that were you know popping off when you know those dudes were younger um but uh I'd say that while Force is, uh, you know, could definitely should definitely be considered a, a hardcore band because they mm-hmm. definitely they have a lot of New York and a lot of like bad brains and a lot yeah. of like that in their music, a lot of like you know fast punk shit. Yep. They also have the literal complete opposite of that, yep. like actual opposite. Like they like have
2: big metal in metal guitars, metal structures. Yeah,
3: yeah. Chunk- they, and and do and slow chugs and,
2: like we're and, talking and like stop stop go mosh parts
3: stop go yeah. mosh parts we're talking like stop go mosh parts that like kids into warp tour metalcore could even be like yo like that's you know like that's fucking crazy you know like i, think, I hear so she-
2: i think they're so accessible because they It's do why all they're that.
3: one of the coolest bands yeah, yeah. 100% yeah. um
2: and i think tom probably this is where we talk about it. It's like, yo, it's and, and Isaac, help us here. I think because the their reference points for metal, I think they're referencing a lot of classic eighties metal, thrash, like
4: straight heavy, I mean, metal. Shit, straight up like Randy
2: Rhodes, right. fucking Sabbath and, and Iron Maiden shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I think because they're pulling from that depth. As opposed to kind of like, all right, what is if we since I got you two and we'll get PK and when he does. I'm back. Okay, he's back. What if you, you actually think there's one metal item he definitely didn't. One metal band <laughs> that is the source for the metal in Metalcore. What band is it? Slayer. Right? Yeah, and Slayer. You think Slayer. that's it? That percent because Mind Force. Uh, yo, those dudes like Slayer, and I bet you could pull a few Slayer things, but they aren't the Slayer things that are the main source material for the metal and metalcore.
3: Mind Force, my, yeah. Mind Force is is in my opinion, out of all the bands that say like, oh yeah, we're a bit of both, you know, like oh we got both ends of the spectrum. To me, Mind Force is because it's not just that they have faster tempos; it's that they legitimately have like. Bad brain sounding parts.
2: Bad brains and like punk bad brain stuff. What were you gonna say, Tom? Yeah,
3: exactly. I
4: think the only thing that makes them approaching a metalcore band is Mike being as insane at guitar as he is.
2: I think there. I think that yes, and I think that he structurally, especially when they start doing longer parts, like there's a version of Mind Force. And I think if you listen to Living Laser, they did that a little bit. Their songs were a little shorter. They they didn't have as many parts, but Force has parts. You could take the song Excalibur and there's a version of that band where they cut off that solo and they don't have that, the chuggy mosh part at the end, the like chunky, like stop, stop, stop. Yeah. And I, I still like that song. But because Mike's, uh, a, a music head, and because of the leanings of the band, they put that stuff in there, and it gives it so much flair and so much personality. Like that's one of the things that when we talk about, like, yo, when when there's a perfect marriage of punk and metal, or hardcore and metal, or metal and hardcore, like it's it can be really good. And sometimes it's it's fucking you know it's the the mutated baby, but it's 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 fun either way. Patrick, we we came to a really uh, amenable. Uh, polite discourse and and all concluded that you were still wrong
1: very good
3: okay, good um <laughs> uh, i i have a couple please shoot i'm please. thinking of that i think could be like controversial now we'll
4: you're talking some to some elder statesmen
3: yeah absolutely uh no, well, you no you guys you guys oh, know okay. these uh,
1: cold world
3: hardcore hardcore
1: Hardcore, and I would accept the uh, at a stretch. I would accept other,
3: um, yeah.
1: But hardcore,
3: cool. Do Although you guys? Tough. Do you guys see where I'm going with that I though? Because yeah, there's, there's a lot of metal in that. You know,
2: those yeah. dudes would would wear those things, badges on there. I think the same things with like rise and fall with some of the gallopy, like the drum parts. Like they do do more rhythmic stuff, but they never. They they also almost always find their center. It's at a bouncy. Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. They get it's a bouncy
4: rhythm bounce. Yeah, um, I mean, although we are thinking Biohazard, we were saying like Fury and Biohazard were Metalcore. Exactly. You
3: know? That's what yeah, I'm Cold saying.
4: Cold World is more than a they, lot. That's
3: Those. That's totally true. And it's it's again. In my opinion, if you're calling Biohazard Metalcore, you have to call Cold World Metalcore. Okay, it's close. Yeah. Okay. And in, in my opinion, I mean, or it's like. At least, like, you have to understand the argument. Oh, absolutely. You know? You have to at least understand the the argument.
2: argument. I see it. I think it's almost that they – yeah, not to say there's a competency thing there, but it's like the the, where biohazard comes to their center, like their center in their tempo and their drumming stuff – is more progressive or more metal than where cold worlds is more, more punk, to be honest. Like it gets, galloping. Yeah. but yeah. But
3: and I'd say, I'd persons. say that too. Yeah. I would call them, a, I would also call them a hardcore band for sure. But I wanted to bring that up. You know, what about are, war? They, what, what about war hungry?
2: Who, <laughs> even better. Cause they get, they get some real chunky parts. Um, yeah.
3: <sighs>
1: it's a hardcore band playing metal. So I'm calling them metalcore.
2: Yep. Yeah. I would say hardcore. But but it's they play metal a lot and they have some heavy mosh parts um, and they also get metal in the metal way. So yeah, okay, good. Fucking.
3: uh, I had one more. What would you? And this, I'm just saying this because uh, this has some overlap with the other ones. But what would you guys call Bad Seed?
4: Metalcore. Oh, interesting. So that would go hardcore.
1: Yeah. Wait. So, uh, Bob, out of curiosity, where do you put no warning then?
3: Hardcore, interesting. A, a, a bad, no bad, 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 Seed is uh, bad. Seed is way more metal than.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, no
3: warning. I think. Yeah, can, can, I, can I be Pat.
1: disrespectful for a second?
3: Yeah, yeah
1: is it, I love that. Is it, is it not played well then? Because I I haven't listened to Bad Seed in a long time, but Bad, I, bad
3: I, Seed, Bad I would Seed would is played different. No, dude, Bad Seed is played so well that you could call it metalcore (laughs) is if, if if that's something like it's so technically proficient and so notey, you know, so all over the place, like on the fretboard guitar wise that you could be like, Oh, this, this is metalcore just because of how complex it is.
2: And they were going for something that was chunky and very, that's, that's one where the tempo really puts it into that, there's more thud and low end on that. Like if that band did an LP, it would have had to go big production, like metal, metal zone. Yeah. You should listen to it again. There's, there's a lot less, there's a lot
1: more. My memory. It was, it was post, uh, no, no warning.
2: You could see it there. I put it closer to, you know, like PAHC than NYHC in, in template. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's really funny because I think Bad Seed still does have kind of a notorious thing. Like, if you actually look at the roots, it's like, oh, Bad Seed, you mean that band with uh, the dude who played drums in, in Stick Together and then was also in Blacklisted for a record? Uh, the th- Three quarters of Title Fight and that dude who was the second guitar player of Nails? Oh, okay. <laughs> just just that band. That's who played drums in that? Uh yeah, Rifkin played drums. Oh, I didn't know that. Drums in Bad Seed and Sabo was guitar, and then you had Jamie Ned and Shane from Title Fight.
4: Right, right. I remember seeing them split a set with a Title Fight
2: at a one hundred and eight show. And I'm uh, there. You go. I think they got a lot of know that. Mosh parts. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. One last one for you guys. Every time I die.
1: Oh, we've been over there. Metalcore. This. Metalcore. Metalcore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yes, they are metalcore, although at points in their career, you could maybe touch other.
3: Yeah. Also, shout out because I think that other, they're a goat tier band.
1: <laughs> What's your
3: you favorite? guys did a tour with them, right? Every, or every Two? Time I Die record. Uh, I think Every Time I Die in Terror, as far as the way that people run their bands, are probably my biggest inspirations for oh, that's awesome. E- I, count. For sh-
1: I can't speak to Terror 100%, but I've seen I've toured with Every Time I Die. I can say Every Time I Die for sure.
3: Yep, absolutely.
2: What's your favorite every time What's I do a record, to. Isaac?
3: Um, that is very tough because I like a lot of them. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say that, to be honest, that first um, – it's not the first record, but I think Hot Damn probably takes the right. cake um, for me. Um, but it's hard because they have uh, – uh, they, they're a pretty consistent band as far as all their stuff goes, as in like they've, their sounds say pretty consistent. I mean, they've, they've obviously gotten way more, you know, like they got more rock, you know, For on sure. some of the later records, but they never lose what they had before. So
1: yeah. I don't, I
3: don't, you listen to that single. Uh, it's fucking insane. <laughs> it's fucking like, the second song, like the B side, what would be considered the B side of the single is insane. Yeah. I, I, I don't like, like I said, I know multiple people that, could send me that record probably and i know the band and i could ask them for it but i'm literally holding back just because i'm such a fan that i want to hear it when it just like drops like done.
4: yeah yeah exactly it just it, dude pat you should really like i think you'd enjoy the lyrics and he's he does some stuff that is akin to some of your stuff
1: okay uh,
4: like kind of like a has it there's a Weird conversational tone to some parts of it.
1: Uh, a one of the more clever uh front men in aggression, absolutely movement, without question. Yeah.
2: Yo, this was really fun, Isaac. You want to come back soon? Uh, not three years. I'll do
3: every one. Cool, I'll do every We're, one we're,
2: we're, we're uh, recruiting you back. Hey, that Pat, we're recruiting you back soon because no. maybe, maybe you'll just do some Patreons.
3: Uh, I would uh, love to be a part of it in any way, shape, or form. Thank you so much for having me.
4: Thank you. you. Shout out to Knock Loose. Inclination. Uh, Everybody go pre-order
0: that Colossus record this Friday. Do it. Thanks.